Hey, this is Nick Gomez from The Walking Dead and Dexter. Hi, Sister K. Hi, Sister J. Hey, y'all, this is Lou Temple. You know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Sister Speak. Keep on listening. You follow me? Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your man Vincent M. Ward from the hit show The Walking Dead. That's the uh, character Oscar and from True Blood, Hollis. I'm here on Sister Speaks. What's happening with y'all? Hey, sisters. It's Shalita from Philly. Just get bit. Hi, sisters. It's Joanne from upstate New York. If Daryl gets bit, I'm out of here. Hello, sisters. It's Stephen here from Omskirk, England. Remember, for goodness sake, don't get bit. What's happening, sisters? This is Robert from the Bay. Walking inside. Got my shoe, but didn't get me. I win. Welcome to Sister Speak The Walking Dead, where we discuss season four of the AMC series The Walking Dead from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister J. And I'm Sister K. And welcome to episode... 28. Let's get started. Okay. All right. Welcome back, Sister J. Welcome back, Sister K. We are going to be talking about episode 11 of season four titled Claimed. This was a good episode, but before we do that, let me give my wine selection for this podcast. And this time I'm drinking this uh, California red wine and it's called Menage a Trois. (laughs) I love that name. But anyway... It's a blend, a red wine blend, and it's actually very good. It's by uh, California Red Wines, and it's got two little dancing women on the on the label, so you'll be able to see it. But it's a mixture of like three different red wines, and this wine steward at the store told me that when you uncork the bottle, let it breathe for about like an hour to 90 minutes, and it's it, it, the flavors really come out. It's really good. She was right. I let it sit for about two hours. I uncorked it and let it sit by two hours. It was nice. That's too much trouble. Anyway, yeah, no. Nah. It's good, y'all. So y'all try Menage a Trois, and it's a California red wine. And I drank uh, 2011. It was 2011. That's when it was bottled. Mm-hmm. That shit was good. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway, okay, cool. That's what you're drinking now, or that's what you drink? Yeah. When you uh, watch the show. When I watch the show. Okay. Because I'm drinking one of my old favorites now, so, you know, I try to give them something new each time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right, let's go. All right. So, we start the episode out with Tara, Taro, whatever. Yeah. And. The lion-ass sister of the trick hoe. That's what I'm going to call her. That's too long. Anyway. She is taking notes, which I wanted to know where she get a Sharpie from. In where she zombie, get that damn Sharpie? I know, in the zombie apocalypse. And she's writing on her hand. But it's a good idea. I, I mean, it's a smart idea to do that. Well, you, you find should, out later why she's doing it, yeah, but. She's writing down every turn. But I would they you. Make. When I saw this after the previews, that's how yeah. they started the episode. Yeah. And to me, it was jarring because I thought, where'd she get a damn Sharpie? Yeah. It was before the previews, Sister J. Oh, okay. Where'd she get a damn Sharpie? It was the very first thing we see her riding down this, you know, it was that truck, mm-hmm. riding shit down on the Sharpie. Um, but it was smart because how else would you know where the hell you was going? Yeah, because especially when you're in the back of a truck, see, right. so you don't know what they're so, talking about up, up front or nothing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, the truck stops and Abraham, uh, well, it stops at this 
roadblock, basically, of cars all jumbled up in the road. Yeah. Which is probably happening everywhere. I'm, like, surprised. I think so. But I thought it was interesting that the intersection that they they uh, they had passed was called Crook Road. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Somebody a crook up in that in that truck. Anyway. So she's about, there's some walkers that come up on them, on the truck. And because she's, the truck stopped. Right. And she's about to shoot him. He's like, don't fire. Don't fire that weapon. So he just starts going mano a mano, killing the walkers up. That was pretty good, though. But wait, he was he was laughing while he was doing he it was, and talking shit. He was grinning the whole time. Yeah. yeah, and talking shit. He was talking shit, especially that woman when he said, oh, darling. You yeah, know, like, you oh, Lord, you look a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like that scene, though. I did, too. Because he was killing them up. He was killing them up. So then... Um, <laughs> He gets kind of caught up with one of them, and then when he gets done killing it, she's like, I've never seen somebody, you know. Well, first of all, he grabs her, her, her AK-47. He has to kind of borrow that. Uh, let me borrow that. And, and he uses the butt of it to, like, beat this one to death. Mm-hmm. And then he gets it back to her with all that goop, goop and blood on it. and like, shit uh, on it. Oh, you hell no. clean this shit off I first. Know. At least wipe it on your shirt. Mm, mm, so mm. she says, I've never seen anybody do that before. And he's like, well, you've killed Walker. She's like, no, I mean, smiling. You're smiling. The whole time. And the he whole says, time. He said, I'm the luckiest man in the world. Yep. He's and a crazy ass mf Let me tell you. I think he's going to be some crazy ass. So far, he's not mm-hmm. too bad. So, um. And I mean, that whole scene was okay. Do we, can we just stick with one group? Sure. Okay, because we can get them done. Yeah. Okay. So that then, whole scene was okay, though. I mean, it was, the best part of it was when he was killing them walkers. Yeah, and then he, he tells her to help me with these cars because we need we got a lot more road to go. Yeah, and so know? they're going to need some gas. Some, uh, uh, no, to move them vehicles. out the way. Yeah. So they, we get back to them driving down the road, and Glenn wakes up this time in the back. And he's he toe up. Though. Yeah, he does look toe up. He's asking Taro, okay, where are we at? How long we've been gone? How, you know, how, did we pass a bus? Did you pass a bus? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, we did. And he's like, well, what did it look like? What, what did it look like when he went by? And she's like, it looked like everybody was dead. Yeah. I mean, everybody was. Everybody was dead. <laughs> Although, I don't know why he thought she was on the bus. The last time he saw her, her eyes ran off. Thank you. So why now, that's another big hole. See that? Well, I don't know if it's a hole. Maybe yeah, he thought it is. she got back to the bus. I don't, I, know. I don't think so. So then, didn't he get off the bus going to look for her ass? Right. But they, I mean, I guess we're to assume they don't know who got on the bus before it left. I think it was a mistake myself. I think so, because as you pointed out, that's the last he saw of her is is she was on the bus. Oh, excuse me. He got on the bus and she was right behind him. And then she said, where's Beth? Right. And turned around and went and and he was kind of hanging in and hanging out. Maggie, Maggie, you know. So he, he shouldn't have been running nowhere with a sick ass. Hell no, a sick butt. Anywho, so she says, "Well, it's been about three hours since we passed the bus." And he's mm-hmm. like, "Okay, stop, stop, stop!" Cracks the window till they stop. He jumps out and immediately starts walking, which I thought was funny. I thought this whole scene was hilarious, and I'm thinking, "Well, damn, Abraham, I know you." you uh, you know, there's safety in numbers and this and that and the other. But, yeah. okay, let's back up for just a minute. Oh. I got an effing complaint. Oh, goodness. All right. I got a big complaint. 
I was so fucking annoyed with this shit. What? I don't know what to do. Oh, Lord. What? <sighs> Come when on. When he first introduces the people. Oh. How come Rosita Espinosa is dressed just like them hookers I see down on Harry Hines Boulevard? Oh, when I'm coming she from downtown. Not dressed oh like hell yeah, hooker. she was dressed like a damn hooker, and I didn't say GD this time, but she was dressed like a daggum hooker and all that prancing around. First of all, everybody got on some regular clothes, but this chick. First of and all. If I was Latinas, I would be writing and complaining. Why? Because. She, oh, that was annoying to me. Put some damn pants on the girl. She could have still all, had her midriff showing and stuff, she, but she got this little rolled up, hiked up shorts. They weren't rolled up. With some boots on. Well. Oh, please. First of all, she was so skinny, them shorts was swimming on her. Swimming. So they weren't booty shorts. No, I didn't say they were booty shorts. She did not. You are just... Ignorant. Oh, it was Just it was today. annoying to me. It was it was totally sexually objectifying this woman to me. And I did not like it one bit. Who cares? Well, I care. Wait, she's a side ass character. I but don't still, care about her ass. And then not only that, but then she got whacked ass lines to say too. She shit. All she said was, Is this yours? Is this yours? That's not whack. Oh, it is too. The whole thing didn't make any sense. Oh, it did to me. Now I'll get to the part that didn't make sense to me, but that's All right. But that that was my that was my beef with this whole oh wow damn people. The thing that got struck me is that he's saying this dude, we gotta get to Washington. He knows what has caused all this. And Dr. Proctor. Right. Here's my companions. My name is Sergeant Abraham Ford. And I don't know why he said companions. That's just a weird word that people Yeah. Don't anyway, but Rosita Espinosa, we saw her. And Dr. Mm-hmm. Eugene Porter, and we need to get him to Washington because he's a scientist and he knows what caused all this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, well, tell us. Yeah. So Glenn asked what I would ask. Okay, what happened? Yeah. What had happened? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, what happened? He go, it's classified. I'd be like, bitch, look, the classified shit it's is over. 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 And plus, haven't they already kind of established there ain't no government? Nowhere. Right. Well, so then Abraham says we've he's been on the phone with Washington uh ever since yeah. this shit started and then That's what he said. a couple weeks ago ain't nobody been answering. Mm-hmm. I was like, Well They all zombies. I don't know why you trying to go to Washington. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why you trying why you heading that direction then? But I really think Abraham, at least how my perception of it is, he's thinking that if as long as we can get him there, we can figure out how to get through this shit and we can be done with it. He has to know that shit ain't going to be that easy. Well, he, he he wants to get him there so he can figure out how to how to get around it. You know, how to either cure people right. or inoculate people or do something. Or at least just cause people not to come back as zombies when they're dead. Well, when they die. You know. you know. So Glenn's like, okay, well, um, no thank you, but y'all, good luck, whatever. Yeah. So he keep on walking, and so Abraham, and so Tara is saying, "Well, look, I, I I wrote it down. I'll we'll find. I'll help you find your way back to the bus." And I think she was trying to make amends for the fact that she was part of the governor's group. Well, of course. And so she said, "I'm gonna do whatever I can to help you find her." Of course. So, but then Abraham, I was like, "This ain't gonna end well," because I could see it in Glenn's face. As Abraham's doing that wolfing, well, she probably dead. She ain't going to be there like everybody else around here. And when people kick off, uh, I mean, when they disappear, uh-huh. 
you know, you just have to go on and do something with yourself. Well, now they played that scene right because Abraham kicked his ass, and rightly yeah. so, with his weak ass and sick to boot. He weak well, ass yeah. anyway, but yep. then he sick to boot. What you look like? You gonna try to fight some big burly dude? Well, Come look, on, I've been like, look, you're either gonna force me to go with you or, because I ain't going on my own. Mm. Get off my back, Jack. Well, Abraham beat the snot out of him. <laughs> so uh, they're getting busy getting beat down. Oh, Glenn got beat down. <laughs> then here come zombies. Here come walkers out the fucking cornfields. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking walking to the corn. That's what somebody uh, no zombies of the corn. I'm thinking I, I did good. not know Georgia had cornfields. Oh yes, mm. so of anyhow. course they do. Whatever. So, yeah, they got big farms and everything. Oh, Lord, you young folks. Boy, y'all don't be reading to nothing. How Why you, would I read about corn? How fields? could you not know? Where do you think corn come from? Sister J, don't be ignorant. <laughs> oh, oh, you're talking about don't me be ignorant. ignorant. <laughs> Where? Wait a minute. You talk about me ignorant, and you're going to say an ignorant ass thing like, I didn't know Georgia had corn fields. I did know it. I didn't see it like that either. <laughs> I said, ah, I sounded know. like Seeley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you On didn't. On the purple. She did not say that. Anyway. But no. Mm. So, I mean, anyhow, here come these walkers. These fools are fighting. And Eugene's just standing there. I'm thinking, Doug, get in the fucking truck. That's what I thought. And shut the door. And roll up the windows. If you can't work a gun that bad, then just get in the damn truck. What are you standing there for trying to trying to cock this thing and everything? You know? And then old dumbass shoots everything. <laughs> including the gas tank to their getaway vehicle. He's shooting Willie ass nilly. What a stupid ass. He wasting bullets, bullets. and shit. He wasted all those bullets. So they finally quit fighting and go and help. Uh, but wait a you know, minute. Kill the when they showed the camera angle from the point of view that Abraham finally stopped beating on Glenn and looked up. Didn't it look like they was awful far away? They, it was because they had been walking. Okay. They had been walking. I just didn't think it should be quite that far away from no, the truck. No, it was because okay. they had been walking and he, while he was walking. talking and okay. shit. And Abraham yeah. apparently, did, or um, Eugene apparently didn't follow him. So uh, Abraham is like, how the hell did you do this? And Eugene's like, well, uh, a fully amped up state and an ignorance of rapid fire weapons. That was dumb, because I thought, what? What the hell did he say? They're trying to make him sound like he's real super smart. That was just dumb. Because I had words on, because you know I'm watching with the words. Basically, he just was trying to say, I didn't know how to work the damn gun. I know, but but that's what I'm saying. They're trying to make it appear like he's so smart. Mm. Well, whatever. Let's move on. So then uh, Glenn gives her weapons back, and he starts, he, he's like, I hope you get to Washington. Thank Here you go. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Hope you get there. And he takes off back the other way. Mm-hmm. Tara runs after him. Rosita, she's like, well, what else we going to do? Yeah. She takes off after them, and it's just Eugene and Abraham sitting there. And Eugene's like, well, I guess we just need to follow them. Mm-hmm. Till we find another car, and then we can get back on our way because we know it's clear to the south. It, we don't know what's going on up north. Yep, that's what he said. So um, Abraham, I think, is about to protest when Eugene just tells him, "Look, let's just listen. I'm smarter than you. Just yeah, deal with that it." That was that was not necessary dialogue, I think. So then the next scene is the scene that I got annoyed with. 
when they're walking down the street, Glenn's all in the front, and somehow Tara and Abraham are talking. Yeah. And he's telling her that she's loyal and a good person because he gets that he's, she's trying to help her friend, you know, find his, uh, find his wife. And he says, but, you know, once he finds her, what's going to happen? This world's still going to be the same way. Getting Eugene to Washington, D.C., saving the world, that's the most important thing we could do. And after all that conversation, all she has to say is, how do you know anything? You don't know me. You don't know if I'm a good person. I don't like her in this show. I just don't like her character. I wish she'd hurry up and get bit, but I have a feeling she's (laughs) going to be for the whole damn rest of the season, I'm sure. And just the way she was walking was annoying to me. All that little switching and shit. It was just annoying to me. She just annoys me. And then they got crappy dialogue for her to say. It, oh, she's well, annoying Well, the to me. part that I didn't like her saying was, well, I understand why Jean's going to Washington, and I get why Rosita's following you, because she loves you. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, how the fuck do you know? Exactly. What gave you the impression that Rosita loved his ass? Exactly. Nothing. I don't that get was, that. That was just... I don't know. I didn't get why that even came up in fucking conversation. I don't know. Let's move on. Wait, no. And then she says, um, but I don't get why you're going or taking him to D.C. You don't have to tell me why. Just don't lie to me. And I'm thinking, who the fuck are you (sighs) to tell somebody don't lie to me? Exactly. That's how we are totally introduced to her last uh, before the little break. She's a lion. Lie, lie, lie. Oh, that was just so annoying to me. That was some piss poor dialogue to put in that child's mouth. I didn't get that at all. No. How does she, uh, anyway. How does she fix her mouth of all people to say, just don't lie to me. Why would you say that to someone you fucking just met? You just met the person. uh, Anyway, uh, that was just, that to me. I'm telling you, she's annoying to me. Yeah. And I was annoyed there. You know, I'm going to start fast forwarding through her scenes because (laughs) (laughs) she's annoying to me. Yeah. I, I did not like that. Mm -mm. That just ruined the whole Abraham, uh, Glenn scene for me with Mm -hmm. her as with her in it. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. that was just stupid. Yeah. Mm. All right. Let's move on. So we, um, get on to Rick, Carl and Michonne. Oh, this is, you know what? This is when they focus on Rick and Carl and Michonne. That's the that's best. The, that's the best episode. Yeah, it's the best. That's the best episode. So, oh, this was. Oh, I just loved this whole. Yeah, I love the whole thing. So, Carl and Michonne are at the dining room table, about to eat some cereal. They got their little bowls. That out. was so cute, though. And they just and grin Carl and is smiling, just laughing at her because uh-huh. she's got this big. Finally got some new clothes. Yeah. Or at least a new shirt. Yeah. So at least we know she washed up. And he's laughing because the shirt is swimming on her. Yeah. It's big. It's a big man shirt. And she's like, what? What you laughing at? He's like, oh, nothing. It looks good. Mm-hmm. So as they sit down to start eating, she's like, you I wish we had some soy milk. And he's like, what? Soy milk? I like no soy milk. And so he starts telling her a story about third grade and a friend of his who couldn't have dairy. And so... He tasted some soy milk. I feel him because I'm lactose intolerant too. So I don't drink milk. Okay, that's TMI, sister. Hey, well, you know what? I like that little detail in there because while I don't like soy milk either, but, you know, 
I have to drink almond milk and other stuff when I want milk and cereal. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Carl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but bless Carl's heart, though. It's like, it's. I really like the scene. It was touching because it's yeah. like he forgot about he the mm-hmm. zombies, the apocalypse, and yeah. everything. And he was just having a good time with a person that he likes. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. like, you know... I would like, I would drink powdered milk before I drink soy milk. I would even drink Judith's little baby formula. And then he stops himself and you could tell he's like, fuck. Judith, yeah. Judith. They think she's dead. Right. And I felt bad for him. So, yeah, little Carl was so cute. You could see his whole face just change. And he's like, I'm going to go finish reading my book. I know. And I then felt he so gets bad up. for him. Yeah, I did too. I did too. And I felt bad for Michonne too because, I mean, she couldn't do anything to, to, to comfort him, to help him. Yeah. You know, not at that moment. And she understood, but she looked equally sad to me. I know. I and, know. And then we see Rick and he's he's in the kitchen looking at some stuff and Michonne comes in there and he's telling Michonne, you know, thank you because it's really good to hear Carl laugh and yeah. blah, blah. You know, that was cute. That was cute. And then she says, okay, so what are we doing? Is this home or are we still No, wait, looking? wait, wait. Before that part, he says, I can't be his friend and be his father. But he says, yeah. he needs you. Yeah. And he says, I know that's a lot to put on you. So if you ever need a break. And she says, I'm done taking breaks. Yeah, she did. And I like that. I like scene. that too. She was basically saying, yeah. I'm not going to go disappear and shit like I, you well, know. And like I liked it for the fact that he recognized, yeah, you can't be his friend and his daddy. But you can't, <laughs> but you can't treat him like no damn little baby neither. No, not no more. Huh. Not a sharpshooter as Carly is you. Yeah. So, yeah. That was good. That that kitchen scene was very good. It was. And so she, when she does uh, say to him, so what are we doing? Is this home or are we still looking? And he says, well, why don't we stay here for a while and while we figure that out? But did you see his look after he said that? He just mm-hmm. looked at her like, is that okay? What do you think? Like, well, this like is he what, was asking permission or something to this me. This is what I thought. When he said that, she asked him a direct question. And when he said that, I thought, oh, shit. There he goes again with that. I'm not the leader. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make the decision. Oh shit! All he had to do was say, yeah, "Well, let's just stay here for a little while, and then we'll move on." Or, "Nah, we better be leaving tonight." Or, "Yeah, let's just set up shop here." You know, it's all that equivocation. Um, well, but I think it's because he's so so for so long in his mind has been like I'm not going to make those choices anymore. Oh, he, he always trying to make the now, damn choices. I know. But Shit. now, but I don't know the way he looked at her like looking at her like okay, what do you think? Exactly. Uh, is that the right answer? Mm-hmm. It just made me think that he was looking to her for approval because he doesn't know if he's in the right mind enough exactly to make that determination. And and so I mean, she's yeah. like, "Okay." And and Another thing I thought it was like, yeah, he needs to rest. His eyes don't need to be walking nowhere. Yeah. Well, she tells him that because she, uh, she says, okay, well, I'll go help Carl get supplies. Mm-hmm. Because Rick says, but we're going to need some more food, though. No, he didn't say that, but she said it. And uh, he's like, well, I'll go with y'all. And she's like, uh, no, you, you was just unconscious yesterday. Yeah, you need he's to like, rest. He's like, well, I'm fine today. She's like, just rest another day. You'll be all right. And mm-hmm. we'll go. So, so she um, and Carl leave to go get supplies. And Carl's all down looking and sad looking. 
And they mm-hmm. notice it, but, you know. I know. And, well, Rick does ask him what's wrong. He said nothing. I'm just, I'm just tired. He said, I'm hungry. Yeah, he said, I'm hungry. So him and Michonne, let, let's stick with them. Yeah. Him, him and Michonne go on off. And, you know, next time we see them, we see that they've obviously been to a few houses because they got big old bulging sacks already. And they're going to another house. And Michonne has found some crazy cheese. You know that cheese in a can? String that, cheese. That's yeah. some nasty shit. Yeah. Ooh, that's some nasty shit. And anyway, and she's trying to... It's you good know, on crackers. I, I don't know oh, about a big-ass no. mouthful I like she did. You know, that's like eating a eating a Twinkie. It's going to be in your system for the rest of your life. Twinkies are good. What you talking yes. about? Anyway. Mm. Mm. Hostess goodness. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, she's trying to get him to talk. And, and she's and asking him, he's just being real quiet. Mm-hmm. We forgot to say before that, Rick... Goes back in the house and goes and lays down. Well, but bed. but that's because yeah we but, weren't getting to that part. Well, yet. but okay. So um, so he she's trying to get him to talk and he's he's not talking and she's like, well, what's the matter? And he's like, nothing. I'm just I'm just tired at this point. And so she looks at him and nods her head, but she's still trying to make him laugh, putting a whole big ass mouth of string cheese or crazy cheese and that which was nasty. It looked nasty. It looked nasty. So, I liked how she did this because when they get to the house, and she's like, well, I never did seem to have luck getting boys your age to laugh. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to get boys your age to laugh. I guess I'll just stop trying. She's like, toddlers were more my thing, or I could always get, they used to think I was funny. Mm -hmm. And he really kind of keyed in on that, like, toddlers, what you talking about? And I liked how she was real casual with it. Like she was yeah, doing it as an afterthought. Very, very casual. Not like she was trying to get him to see that she's had loss too. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, I had a son. A three-year-old son. And Carl, he's surprised. And he starts asking a whole bunch of questions. Why didn't you ever tell me? And mm-hmm. what was his name? And did you have any other kids? And were you married? And so by this point, they're in the house, and they're just getting ready to start looking for stuff. And she's like, look, I'll answer all your questions, but one at a time, one room at a time, after we clear the room. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of liked how she did that. That was pretty good. Yeah. So <clears throat> they start clearing the room, and then Carl, he's asking her what was her son's name. <laughs> and... <laughs> oh, Lord. Why you say that? Because go ahead. What? As soon as she opened her mouth, I thought, "Oh yeah, Andre." Why not Andre? Oh. It's a black baby, Sister Jay. Quit I looking know, at me crazy. Why is that the, it could have been Benjamin, John, anything. Andre. What's wrong with Andre? Oh, hey, it's the same thing with with uh, Marcus. You, you know any white boys named Andre? It's not a white baby. <laughs> but I'm just Sister saying. Jay, it was a black people having a black uh, baby. It's like naming them Shaniqua if it was a girl. No, you it's know? not. Oh, yes, hey, what's wrong with Shaniqua? Oh, please. You're insulting all the Shaniquas out there. Oh. <laughs> you are. Oh, please. Anyway. I don't get your problem with Andre. I thought that was good. I was rolling Andre my eyes. I said, Anthony. oh, hell no, they didn't. Oh, Sister J. Shit, Andre. Oh, Lord. Anyway, that was my reaction. Ugh, you're crazy. No, I'm not. And so, 
she tells him Andre Anthony, and then he asks her if she had any other children, and she tells him no. Andre was a handful, just like you, which mm. I thought was kind of cute. Well, she's still trying to keep him distracted a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to make it like a fun thing because you know she understands that he he's feeling bad about Judith because you know they think Judith is dead. So. And not only that, I think she is telling him to get it out of her, off of her chest, too. And she's telling him, like, it's not a big deal, although he knows it is and she knows it is. But she's telling him real Mm casual-like, you know. And I think it's, she needed to tell him as much as he needed to hear it, you know. Could be. So she, he's, he's wanted to ask her more questions and, he, and she's like, well, find something useful. So they're in this hallway and he brings her this wrapped up painting, which is at the end of the hall. Mm-hmm. And he's now, like, my question is, <laughs> if she says, find something useful, that means something we can haul our asses back to the house with. Why are you going to snatch up a painting? Because there wasn't nothing useful in there. And he wanted to keep asking questions. That was just, mm. I thought that was cute. And have you know? I mean, all and this whole time they're in the hallway. She's looking at all the art pieces, all the artwork. I'm on the thinking wall. that she was like an art dealer. I think, or art well, I think something. she was an uh, an artist because obviously her boyfriend's friend. They were talking, discussing a play. Probably the he either produced. I think they were talking about an art exhibit or directed or so. Well, yeah, that, now that could be too. And yeah, you're right. I think she's obviously has a artistic background in her background. Yeah, because she's always. Um, yeah. I mean, she was looking at the pictures. The way she was looking at them was like she was studying. She was them. studying them. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so he brings her the pain. She's like, okay, um, and she just waits for him to ask. And she's like, he asked her, how long ago did it happen? Mm-hmm. And she says it happened after everything happened. So yeah, right after, after everything the, else. So yeah, after after the zombie apocalypse happened. Mm-hmm. So I bet you, like we said in one of the other episodes, I bet you the boyfriend killed the the baby. Well, that's what we're assuming. We don't know yet, but yeah. we at least get that information. Maybe they were zombies, and then when they killed the baby, right. Mm-hmm. And so I like this next part. And he's asking her, well, does my dad know? And she's like, nope, I've never told him. And she said, I've never told anybody until now. Mm-hmm. He says, well, you're And so he just looks at me. her, which I thought was kind of cute the way mm-hmm. he looked at her. I yeah. thought it was cute when he said, well, your secret's safe with me. And she says, it's not a secret. Well, it's safe with me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I- like that too and I'm glad she didn't say anything else after that because Mm -hmm. you know he was trying to let her know that you know trust him with that information I'm trustworthy yeah yeah you can trust me Mm -hmm. you know like I trust you right yeah yeah so then he goes in to sweep a room and she starts unwrapping up the the painting mm-hmm. and she that gets this disturbing. weird look on her face and they turn the camera and you could see this paint with all this like red streaks it's on blood. it. And yeah. It's this awful looking. It's really awful. Somebody, somebody. Yeah. Somebody so she, was like clawing on the painting or something, but bloody. So she you know? uh, is looking at the room where it was sitting outside of it. She's like, mm. and I keep thinking, Ooh. Don't 
go. I know. I kept saying, oh, Lord, please get your katana out oh, and ready. She was had her hand up. I'm like, by the time you see it, that thing can bite you if there's something Ooh. in there. So, yeah, she goes to investigate. That was a good scene, though. I know. That was it very was intense. Yeah, very intense. So she goes and she and there's a little bathroom and then on the other side of the bathroom is this little children's room mm-hmm. with all, it was a really cute little bookshelf oh, and all these little a books cute, a room yeah it was really cute. and it had all these little art decorations that said play on it and stuff yeah it was really a cute room and then there was a door another door and I'm thinking oh Hi, shit. A closet or something I thought it was a closet thought. yeah but it was probably the bedroom part because the the room off the bathroom was like a playroom had toys I didn't know and stuff. how the fuck this house was laid out it was yeah. weird no well but listen there was where was the door to the hallway did you only could get it to was that? around the other way that Carl went oh maybe okay. yeah I mean it was all right well so she goes into that doorway and it's a pink as room and there are five four. dead bodies, well, four bodies in a bed, two twin beds, mm-hmm. and two of them look like, ba- you know, little kids. Children. Children. Two of them look like they were maybe teens, I well, thought. It looked like the parents to me. And then there was a, another adult, walk, somebody who had shot themselves in the head, mm-hmm. um, sitting in a chair. Mm-hmm. And Michonne's reaction to all that was so, mm-hmm. ugh, she because started tearing she looked up. At, well, she looked at the two, I thought they were the parents. It was obviously a man, a, a grown adult male, and, and I just assumed a female in this bed. Then she looked over to the right, and that's where the two smaller mm-hmm. bodies were. So that was probably children. And then the person in the chair with, the, with half its head blown off, yeah. I assume that was a guy. I don't know. By the way it was dressed. By the way the, the corpse was dressed. But I don't know, but it was It was disturbing. disturbing. <laughs> yeah, it was. And Michonne was disturbed. She was actually kind of crying a little bit, I think, when mm-hmm. she saw the kids. Mm-hmm. So she runs out the room. And by this she point... She don't run out. She backs on out. No, she, she scurries her ass out. <laughs> she is not walking. She is rushing to get out of there. I think because she didn't want to be... In that space she, anymore. She didn't want Carl in there either. Right. So she shuts the door right when Carl's looking for her. And he sees she's upset. He's like, oh, there must be a baby in there. Is there a baby in there? Yeah. And she's she like, it's, no, a dog. it's a dog. And he knew she was lying. Of course. By the way her face, she's looking at him like, uh, it's a dog. But, <laughs> see, this is what I like about their interactions together. But he likes and respects her so much, I think, mm-hmm. that he is not going to challenge her to embarrass her. Right. You know what I mean? So he just, okay. And and then Carl says, you know, uh, dad, let me name her. Talking about Judith. Yeah. You know, and I think that kind of helps both of them. And then what he said, which I think she, you know, she kind of, he said, maybe Judith and Andre are somewhere together. I know. Which was so sweet. That was so sweet and yeah. tender. And Michonne just kind of smiled up. It was just I so, I loved it. It was really tender. Yeah. yeah, it was very, And very nice. without being like sappy and huggy. No, and, it wasn't sappy at all, yeah. I don't think. Because then she was kind of like, okay, okay, well, let's get back because it's almost noon. Yeah, because it's almost Dad's going to be noon. worried, so let's, you know, finish up. Ooh, okay, now let's get to the best part of the whole <sighs> show. Ooh, now this is one time when I have to admit, 
I felt so bad for Rick. I was... Oh, I was so scared for him. Yes, so was I. I was scared for him. I didn't want nothing to happen to him. And I didn't want him to hesitate in any way that, oh, I'm going to have to kill some of these motherfuckers. Thank you. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Because, woo! This I kept was thinking, so good. This it was, was so good. good. It was good. It was so this good. This is one of the best scenes. I think I so. Think. So, one, we, yeah. so we start, like you said, but once Michonne and Carl going off for supplies, then Rick goes upstairs. And actually, what he does is he rebandages up his little ribs. Yep. And then he puts a fresh shirt on. Thank goodness. So he got a, a nice, clean, <laughs> white T-shirt on. And then he takes his little... His little uh, watch off. He sets the alarm on his little watch and puts it on the nightstand. Then he lays down on the bed. Next thing you know, he's sleeping. Well, next thing you know, he wakes up hearing voices. And then. Yeah, and then voices somebody, loud. Yes, and then somebody getting beat down because of something. All I know is somebody was saying, what? don't do it, don't do it. Exactly. And then you hear some hollering. And yeah. Rick wakes up all startled and shit. And I'm thinking, yeah. who the fuck is this? Yeah. Is he dreaming? No. What the fuck is going on? Well, no. first of all, that was two or three different voices. Yes. And the one guy was obviously begging for his life. Yes, he was. And there was scuffling and shit. So they must have killed the one guy who was begging for his life. Because there was bumping and shit around. Yep. Or, you know... They was getting him anyway. Yep. And Rick just, oh my God. But when he went under that bed, I thought, who good? Let nobody look well, at it. But no, then, this is the part that gets you. Ooh. He gets up off the bed. He goes to the door I to know. run out. And somebody's coming up the fucking steps. I know. So he's got to figure out where the fuck am I going to go. Oh, but. So he grabs his water bottle. No, 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 no. He got under the bed and yeah. then he saw the water bottle. And he had to get out right quick and get that bottle. Ooh, that was good. That was Which so good. I was good. thinking, why do you gotta get the water? Because I mean, they wouldn't think that. Oh yes, they would have. Yes, they would have. Okay, it's been a, at least a year and a half since the uh, zombie apocalypse, and there's a fresh bottle of water sitting up there, half drunk. Oh no, no, they would have known. They would have looked look for somebody. Well, he grabs it and run and gets under the bed, and this fool comes up in the room. Now, my first thought was this, because you know I always put myself in there. <laughs> I was like, I would be fucking dead because I couldn't fit my ass up underneath the bed. I could. Now, that bed looked like it was high off the ground, but I still don't think I could fit underneath a bed. It was a regular bed. I mean, yeah, you could. I don't know. Yeah. If you had to, you could. I don't think, well... Yeah, you could. I probably would have been sticking half out. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, who's this? I'm pretty short, so I could have just slid right on under there. <laughs> it's not a matter of being short, because you're not standing up. It's a matter of, can you fit up underneath there? I could fit. Well, honey, I probably wouldn't have been able to fit. <laughs> so I would have already been gone. Uh-uh. I would try to hide in the closet or something. Oh, no, that's the first place they're going to look, which is what the guy did. That's true. You're right. That, that's what the guy did. He yeah. come in there. Look Ooh, who, and that was so cool how they showed it from Rick's point of view. All yeah, you saw all these legs. Wait, feet with like mud and blood. Blood and shit, and on, the shit on, on the boots, you know, those mm-hmm. worker boots. And, and, and he could see the gun, of course, because, oh. And then the leader of them was bopping well, this wait. ball. No, well, first the dude that came in there gets in the bed, and the bed kind of dips down, so oh, Rick is a man. little bit, he's like, 
He's squishing Shit, the floor. I gotta really be careful here. I can't just get out because this fool's on the bed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so then go ahead. And then, but before, before the other lead guy, or not the lead guy, but another guy comes into the room, Rick's alarm goes off, remember? On the watch, and he's right. going, and so he's having to quiet it down because, you know, he's, he had yeah. said it, see? Mm-hmm. And the guy starts snoring. Then... One of the other uh, henchmen is yelling up the steps after whoever this guy is. What you doing on the bed? And he says, "I'm not, I, I, what you think I'm doing? I'm resting. He says, hey, look, you're you going to you gonna have to get up because I'm need. i tired. I need that bed. The guy said, I'm here first. He said. I claimed it. Yeah. He said, I claimed it. You go to some other, yeah. go to one of the other bedrooms. There's other bedrooms. He said, but the, them's kitty beds. Yeah. Them's he wants the big beds. bed. Yeah, he wants the big bed. So they bed. start rustling and fucking tussling. He he said, I want this bed, and he gonna he is willing to beat down the other guy <laughs> to get that bed. Get it. And wait, Rick's <laughs> face while they oh, are fighting. My God, that was so good. That was good. He did the award just on that scene right there. So as the as the guy who came upstairs and wants to claim the bed, as he's choking and beating up yeah. the other guy that was already in the bed, the guy who's getting beat up, he's trying. He looks right at Rick. He falls on the ground and sees Rick. And sees Rick and he's trying to say, Leo, wait. No, Lynn. Lynn, wait, wait. And obviously that Lynn thinks he's just trying to get him to quit choking his ass. But he's trying to tell him that there's somebody under the bed. My thing is this. Did he die or did he just pass out? No, he just passed out because he was snoring. I think he, okay. Yeah. That's what I thought too. He didn't kill him. That's what I thought too. Now the the other one. Well, hold on. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I thought too. Yeah. I was like, he looked like he breathing. No, he put him in one of those sleeper holes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, they are a part of a group, so they just fight. So then this fool gets in the bed, but I mean, he must have jumped in the bed because that bed. He did. He jumped in the bed. It almost hit Rick. All in the head. Dead in the head. Yep. So mm-hmm. Rick is like, fuck, what am I going to do now? And he's just, and wait, Rick's face, oh. when his, when that dude was looking at him getting choked, and he kind of cocked his head to the side like, I ain't doing shit to I help ain't you. saying and nothing. And I got thinking, Rick, don't you try to help this don't motherfucker. Don't you help him. You let him I get choked it. out. That's what I was thinking. You better not help him or do nothing. 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 Shit. Just let it happen. Just Thank let it you. be. Yep. You know. And Rick did, though. He did. He just looked at him like, huh, you on your own, baby. You on your own. So this new fool oh, is snoring. He's snoring. The old fool still passed out on the floor. Mm-hmm. And Rick finally tries to get out from underneath the bed, which he does. He, he makes does. it out. And he, he goes to another bedroom. He runs into it like a kid's room, a mm-hmm. side room, right when someone with a ball comes up the stairs looking for the other two. Mm-hmm. He's bouncing that ball. and, and Rick that ball. Oh, that was annoying, wasn't it? Yeah. And Rick goes and hides in this little room, and the dude's like almost right there. Right. That, that scene was excellent. Yeah, because Rick's face was like, what the fuck am I going to do? I ain't got no weapons. Yeah, nothing. but I think he would have grabbed him, though. Oh, he would have tried. Yeah. He would have tried to choke his ass. And then one of the men downstairs starts yelling, hey, there's a woman living up in here. Because he didn't found Michonne's old dirty shirt. Yep. And so the guy uh, she watched bouncing that. the ball... He goes in the bathroom. It was in the bathroom. Yeah, he goes downstairs to see what they yelling about and stuff, and you can hear the conversation. Well, no, the guy goes. Well, when he says, "I think she's coming back because she's," it looks like she's washed out, and you don't wash out a shirt just to leave it. Yeah, he's like, "So I claim, 
I I'm get, claiming her. I get dibs when she when she mm-hmm. gets back. And somebody says, well, you don't know who she's got with her. Mm-hmm. And so that's when Rick knows, okay, this ain't going to be good. This ain't going to be, this going to be, this going to be ugly. Yeah. So Rick is trying to find some windows to open. Yeah, the and, windows ain't opening. But and I keep thinking, now, old houses like that, you could hear people when they're upstairs, especially with fucking boots on. Creaking. Creaking and shit. How is nobody creaking? But I guess well, because, because they're all yelling and stuff. They're yelling and making noise. And, yeah. and they stomping around with their boots themselves. So he, he goes back into the bedroom to try to grab a gun mm-hmm. when somebody comes back up the steps. Yeah. So he has to duck into the bathroom. Ooh, well, he Lord. ducks into the bathroom and there's some fool sitting on the toilet. They're, well, one of the rednecks. Right. So he starts to hurry up and battle his bitch ass. Before that he starts good. hollering. That was a that good scene. That was a good scene because Rick, but see, this is what I like about that scene. As soon as Rick was in the bathroom, he didn't even hesitate. He, just, he snatched him up because he, he, yeah. he knew, okay, look, it's him or me. Oh, yeah. Him or me. Yep. And the dude was surprised. Rick was surprised, but Rick recovered quicker. Exactly. Exactly. So he starts battling this fool in the bathroom. I trying thought that to choke man was going to get them scissors. I know. But my thing was this. They bumping and clunking and they dropping shit all off the counter. Ain't nobody heard that? Well, but them guys were still downstairs. I guess. Bumping and shit. That was my only thing. It's all that damn rustling. Well, I didn't. I didn't. That part didn't bother me because not only were them other guys yelling and stuff about, look what I found stuff, but they were still tossing the house. They were still looking for shit. I guess. I mean, they were. They were still looking for stuff. Yeah. So, you know, so he ends up killing this dude. He kills that dude. He chokes him all the way dead. But he's dead. He kills him. Yeah. He strangles him. Yep. Yeah. But this is the part I like. After he kills the man and he's going to go out the bathroom window to get on the porch, he opens the bathroom Bathroom door door just slightly. I know. And that way, and at first, because when that walk, when that dude wakes up as a walker, there you go. He gonna get out that bathroom. And when I first saw Ooh, that, I was, that like, was sweet. What the fuck is he doing? Oh no, I knew right you away. You can't go back out that door. I, oh, but it was so smart. I knew right away. It was so smart. It was so smart. I thought, Ooh, Rick, you are thinking, man. Yeah, that was so good. That was good. because later on, we uh, yeah, later on, uh huh. So anyway, he um. He gets out on the porch. He gets out the window and has to go roof. down from the second floor to the oh, first, making all kind of motherfucking noise. And not only that, but he, he kind of like Glenn. He weak, too. Yeah, he is. And plus, he just killed some dude. He jacked up. So, yeah, he's kind of jacked up, But I up think too. it was adrenaline's run, which oh, is yeah. helping him. Mm-hmm. So, he's got the dude's gun, which is helpful. That is good. And I guess that was his jacket from the bathroom. They probably had washed all their clothes. It was. Anyway, so he goes to get on the front porch, or to run around the front porch to get to the road. Mm -hmm. He's looking at the road, and he don't see nobody, which he's thankful. Thankful. But as he's about to run, somebody comes out on the front porch. The same dude with the ball. Same dude knocking that ball. Yep. So, he's got to wait. Wait there, and I'm thinking, oh hell! But that dude sitting on the bench whistling at first, and Rick eating. But but wait a minute, Rick has his look on his face like, no, this motherfucker ain't whistling. Don't he know walkers hear noise? That's Thank what you. I was thinking. Uh-huh. You know, and then 
The guy was eating a can of fruit cocktail. Did you notice that? Yeah. That's yeah. fruit cocktail. So he was eating that. And I will say this. I don't know the actor's name, mm-hmm. but this actor has been in movies before. He's a pretty good actor. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, we're probably going to see him again. Yeah. Because they wouldn't just waste him. I, I don't know, think. though, because, because. I can't remember his name. Okay. Though. Rick sees Michonne and Carl way off in the distance coming down the road. He's all shit. Yep. So Rick has just made up his mind. I'm going to have to kill this motherfucker on yep, the porch. Somehow. Uh, and, and probably kill the rest of them as they, as they run out because they ain't getting my son on the show. Thank you. Know? you. And he's just about ready to jump up to jump up and, and, and shoot that guy when all this yelling in the house comes. Yep. That's the dude in the bathroom that so woke too. up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you hear this hissing and... Get and it, snarling and stuff. Yeah, get it, Help get me it, get it, get it. And so Rick is Ooh, I able. I like that scene. He ran. He ran. And he's like, go, 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 go. <laughs> Just like you would do. Get the fuck out. But he wasn't noisy with the nothing. No. But see, Carl and Michonne, they was right with him. Boop. They turned Thank right you. around. Don't ask Zip. no motherfucking questions. They didn't ask no questions. Uh-uh. They just turned right around and got to step. Got to stepping. That's what I'm talking about. That was intense. That whole thing was intense. Oh, that was so intense. I, I was loved it. in knots the whole time. I loved it, though. I, I did. loved it. it I did like so it, good. but I was, like, scared the whole entire I was, time. I was I was real concerned for Rick, though. I, ooh. I was, mm, too. Mm, I was, mm. too. So, then, they are, end up, they, um, are walking down these railroad tracks, which we know are the same railroad tracks probably everybody else we saw mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago walking down. And they end up getting to a railroad car. It's a box car. A, yeah. A, because one of the cars. And yeah, they're just sitting on the tracks. Yeah. You know, abandoned. And so they look up at it and I'm thinking, okay. And they turn the camera around and it's a sign that says. Terminus. The, the same thing that Terminus says. Survive. You will survive. Shelter for all. Yep. Um, Everyone who arrives survives. Yeah. And so Michonne's but, like, what do you But think? did you see the look on Michonne's face like, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Because yeah. she said, what you think? Right. And Rick's uh-huh. like, well, let's go. I, but the most interesting thing about that whole scene is while Rick, while she's asking him that Rick is undoing his bandage on his hand. Yeah. And he drops it down right there on the ground. Yep. Like, okay, I ain't going to be sick when we get there. Well, I took it like, so anybody else coming after is going to see that. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. I took it like, okay, we're going to go there, but I'm going to be ready. That's I'm true. And up. I think that's what they were trying to say. But somebody coming, one, somebody else from the prison who is going to come that direction, and trust me, is going to see that bandage and think, oh, shit, they're alive, you know. Because yeah. they're going to see that bandage. So that's maybe, what I think anyway. Maybe, yeah. I can't wait for them to find out that little baby Judith is alive. I know. Oh, I just want that so bad for them. I know. Just so they know, you know? Well, hopefully when they get there, <laughs> there ain't no shit kicking off. Ooh, Lord. Like I feel like it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, I, mm-hmm, I think it might be too. I think you might be right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Alrighty. Well, that was it. That was a really, that I thought was very it was a good. really good episode. I really liked it. That was very Except good. Except for, you know, the parts I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's get to our feedback. Okie dokie. Um, let's start with our iTunes reviews. We had two new ones. Okay. The first one is from John Boring Snow. 
<laughs> John Boyne uh-huh. stuff. A great Walking Dead podcast. Listen and enjoy as the ladies review wine. Hi, Sister Jay. Hey. Take Rick to task. Defend Carl and provide hours, and I mean hours sometimes, of entertainment for their <laughs> listeners from all over the world. My favorite podcast for The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. John Boring Snow, five stars. Thank you, John, for Thank that you, five John. Yeah, I like our little wine selection. I, I'm uh, getting to be a little connoisseur. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay, and our second is from Cowboy Fan for Life. Hey, Cowboy Fan. I recently discovered this podcast, and I can't get enough. After the first episode, I needed more, so I went back and listened to their old episodes. <coughs> These ladies are informative, insightful, and entertaining. They often point out things that I missed. Their commentary and banter will keep you in stitches, so be careful if you listen while driving, as you will be—you will laugh so hard you may lose your concentration. <laughs> yes, please be careful. <laughs> I, I, I just can't wait for their next podcast. The language may be a little raw at times, but they remind me of some of my best friends as we sit around sipping and talking shit from a sister's point of view. That's right. Cowboy fan for life. Five stars. Thank you, Cowboy fan. Thank we you, love Cowboy that five fan. star review. Yes, we do. Woo-hoo. Glad you're listening and liking. All righty. Okay, so then I guess let's get on to our email. Okay, well, before we do that, though, we have a couple messages on Facebook. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, finally, Tim in Australia sent us a little message, and he says, okay, it might well be 1039 on a Saturday morning, because, you know, they're in South Wales, uh, Australia. It's 6.09 p.m. on a Friday night in Austin, Texas. And he says, screw it. I'm opening these bottles of Grenache. It's what Bob and Cersei would want me to do. Start recording, sisters. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Tim. He's in Austin? Uh, I I don't know if he's in Austin. Oh. Or. What's he talking about, Austin? Well, maybe he is in Austin. Huh. Hey, Tim. Where you at? Yeah, where you been? Where you at? All right. Anything else on Uh, Facebook? Let's see. What else we? Now, y'all know Facebook's a little more difficult, so Sister Jay's going to be the, <laughs> the Facebook watcher. Okay, yes, and we have another message from um, John. And let's see, John is in Australia too, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, John's in Australia, and he says, "Hey, sisters, thanks for reading my feedback. I wasn't trying to give spoilers. Remember, we we yes. was kind of reading him on the spoilers. Yeah, he says." I wasn't trying to give spoilers away from the comic. I only, I was only trying to make similar comparisons that I didn't believe would come into the show. Mm. We forgive you, John. Tyrese and Carol won't get together on the show. I'll make any comparisons at the end of future feedback. Thank you, John. Then he says, one last thing I forgot to bring up. When Daryl was handing out guns at the prison, remember? Yep. When the governor came. Yep. He was telling everyone to get to the backup area near the big spot. So they had an evacuation area, but I don't know why they aren't going there. Oh. Thank you, John. Well, thank you, John. Yeah, John is in. Thank you for reminding us. John is in Gosford, Australia. Thanks for reminding us, John, because you know what? Good eye, John. Oh, Lord. Don't get it. How you going? (laughs) Don't get Oh, uh, don't embarrass yourself with some 
fake Australian accents. It's okay. They know it's fake. Mm-hmm. They know I'm trying. Anyway, John, but until you mentioned that, though, I had forgotten about that. Yeah. Because we were talking about, that. you know, how come they didn't have a backup plan and all um, uh, meet somewhere, you know, in yeah. case the prison fell and all that kind of stuff. Evacuation. So, yeah, he did say that. He did say that. So mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't go there neither. Mm-hmm. Okay, so can we get to our email feedback? Uh, yep, that's all we had. All right, well, our first email is from Joe Ayan from NYC. Um, hi, sisters. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I almost stopped reading this episode. <laughs> Very <laughs> suspenseful. Yep. And, yes, finally a kick-ass car... <laughs> Finally, a kick-ass caramel Latin Latina sister who speaks English and with oh. skills. Yeah, but she, she got, dressed like a hoe. No, she wasn't. Mm. And she's got two lines. Thank you, Kirkman, for acknowledging the melting pot we really are. <laughs> that is true, because they haven't had a Latin sister. No, they have not. That's she's what, not. That, that's how come I didn't like them trying to sexually objectify her with her I don't clothing. Think so she's got shorts on oh please and they're not even booty oh, shorts oh please oh and she got the midriff showing and oh, oh no. hell no who cares i was annoyed carl michonne i enjoy their time together michonne is really great with kids i'm enjoying her soft side and their friendship warms my heart yeah I question love it. why was the bathroom mirror fogged up in that dead family's house was it fogged up uh-oh was it fogged up i don't remember that hmm rick Holy crap, could he possibly breathe and shuffle any louder? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, killing your comrade for a bed might be a sign they ain't going to share their chocolate pudding. (laughs) Didn't the guy feel the bed was warm? Mm. Finally, we get to see Officer Rick back in action. Yep. His farmer self was stale. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. But you know what? That is a good point, though. Yeah. But I think the reason why the, the first guy who, who jumped on the bed didn't feel that it was warm is because he's got clothes stuff on, so you wouldn't necessarily, you know. Yeah, you would feel it, but I don't think he was paying attention. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't paying attention Mm-mm. at all. Glenn. Okay, how useless was that Eugene doofus? <laughs> Damn idiot shot up their truck. Never trust a guy with a mullet. Uh, I know it. He got this He did have mullet. a mullet. I agree with Glenn. He has people. He just needs to find them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't leave them without trying. Glenn is not a quitter. Nope. Tara is starting to grow on me like a puppy. Mm-mm. No. No. I can see us liking these new people, except for Mullet Head. Mm-mm. He's the new Milton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Question. Do you think that having living loved ones in this world is an asset or a, fati- a liability? Or is someone without family much stronger and less likely to act out blindly with emotions? Thanks, sisters, and keeping it short for Sister J, Joanne from NYC. <laughs> P.S. Crap, do you think that Daryl and Beth are hiding from the million zombie hordes? <laughs> okay, now I think having a loved one is good because it gives you hope, I would think. In the zombie apocalypse, now, you would probably be extra worried and probably make most of your decisions around that, but I think think it would give you hope to keep going. I think having a loved one is preferable to just being on your own because it keeps you motivated to kill or be killed. Mm -hmm. I think it would be a little easier, like we see with Bob, to try to... 
or to want to get depressed and maybe give up or something. Yeah, yeah. But having a loved one there, there's somebody else that you can focus on yep. other than yourself. Yep. See, so, I yeah, agree. I think it's better. I agree. And I don't know where Daryl and Beth are, but they, they need to find some damn shelter. Yeah, they need something. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Joanne. Thank you, Joanne, from New York City. Okay, and our next email is from uh, Special K. <laughs> hey, Special K. Okay, hey, Sister J and Sister K. I've been listening to your various podcasts for a while now, so finally... I have decided to join in. Yay! For Sister J's sake, I will keep this short. All right, now. This was an excellent episode, especially the Rick scenes. Yep. I found myself saying, oh, shiznit, (laughs) several times throughout. Oh, they don't cuss, huh? (laughs) Maybe not. Mm -hmm. It was time for someone in the various prison groups to encounter some unsavory types. Yeah. Just glad he was able to get away unscathed. Me too. Super excited that it looks like Rick, Carl, and Michonne might encounter Lurking Lizzie, the Bunny Slayer, (laughs) Micah, Baby Judith, Tyrese, and And Carol Carol. on the way to Terminus. Yep. I did notice old boy from China Beach. That's what he was on. China Beach. That's what he was on. Yes. You're right. You're right. On China Beach. Special K. Oh, wow. I did notice old boy from China Beach. I used to love him on that show. He was the dude that was hanging out on the porch while Rick was ducking down behind it. Yep. Yep. The one with the ball. That's him. That's him. That's him. I also heard a major character is supposed to die this season. Uh Uh-oh. I'm perfectly okay with either Beth or Maggie, but not my sexy Daryl. They better not kill off Daryl. Oh, I know. Ooh. By the way, sisters, the guy that played Oscar is going to be at the hot con... In Waco. Wow. Oh, in Waco. I know that y'all already have a soundbite from him, but maybe I can get another shout out from him and the guy that played or did the voice for Azog the Defiler from the Hobbit movies. Oh. I haven't seen the Hobbit movies. Oh, and Rick is still fine, even if he is all beat to hell. Mm. Peace, ladies, and until next time, Special K from Waco. Hey, Special K. Hey, Special K. Thank you so much for that. For that uh, Okay, email. Special K, when is this hot con? Because that's not that far. Yeah, Waco's not very far. Like an hour and a but half. But i got to tell you something, uh, uh, Special K, and, and for everybody else, too. <coughs> that is, this is kind of funny. I was going to my office today, and the escalator wasn't working, so I had to take the elevator. And I, I normally just walk up the steps or whatever, but I took the elevator. There was this guy <coughs> walking in front of me. He looked just like Daryl. And, you know, there's a lot of people in Dallas and stuff. So I thought, oh, I wonder if that's the guy that plays Daryl. So, I mean, you guys, he looked just like him. He had jeans on, his jacket and everything. So we get on the elevator, and I'm looking at the guy, and he's kind of looking at me. He kind of smiles, and I said, so I said to this oh, man, no. I said, do you watch The Walking Dead? He said, no. I said, oh, you need to watch it. You look just like Daryl. <laughs> No, you did. I, I did. That was that. And a woman on the on the a woman who was on the elevator too. She turned around. She went, "Oh, I love that show. Oh, yeah, you do look just like Daryl." So, what I did was, the guy say? He he just grinned and said, "Oh, is that good?" And I said, "Oh, yeah, that's very good." He was. T- he looked just like Daryl. Wow. Stringy hair and all, just like Daryl. He looked just like him. Huh? It was amazing. And so I took the as I was leaving the elevator, oh, I Lord. said, "Well." uh, 
you might want to watch that show and make some money off of that because you look just like Daryl. <laughs> so that's what happened to me today. Anyway, <clears throat> but yeah, if they kill off Daryl, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. I'm going to be real mad. A lot mad. of people will be mad. Mm-hmm. I'll be mad. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Special K. Thank you, Special K. And tell us when this hot con is. Yeah. I need to go look it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, our next email is from Jazzy. Hey, Jazzy. Hey, sisters. Really enjoyed this episode. I thought the walker in the house that came after the invaders was the guy Rick killed in the bathroom, but they were yelling, kill her. They, they think, were saying her. Yeah. <clears throat> they were saying her. Didn't think anyone was left in the house. I was also surprised that the guy who got choked out in front of Rick didn't turn. So he probably isn't dead. He's not dead. I don't think he's dead either. He just put him in a sleeper hole. The guy was snoring, you guys. I was I mean, waiting for he was him, breathing. I was waiting for him to turn and chomp on Rick. If he <laughs> isn't dead, we might be seeing that group again. But mm-hmm. I hope not, because they would probably rape Michonne and kill Carl and Rick. Yeah. Well, I think we will see him again, just because that dude from China Beach is on. And he's not like a throwaway yeah. actor, you know, yeah. that you're going to pay all that money I'm glad to. y'all mentioned that, because, yeah, because... I kept saying, ooh, I know that guy. Although they were, Lenny James was a throwaway. They had him That's on true. once. That's true, Morgan. Once. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. Anyway. They need to bring Morgan back. Rick did, did surprise me this episode. I fully expected him to get caught and taken hostage or something. Yeah, me too. His track record over the past season and a half isn't so great. <laughs> he even had the forethought to crack the door so the guy he killed could get out of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I like that we are learning more about Michonne's life before the walkers, but the only thing we learned in this episode is that she had a three-year-old named Andre. Laugh out loud. (laughs) I have like six Andres in my family. Lord. I thought Carl would be happier having Michonne back, but he seems really solemn. I wonder if it's just regular teenage mood swings or everything that happened at the prison finally settling in. It's because of Judith. I think it's it's only because of Judith. Because yeah. He, he was fine until he mentioned until Judith. He, and until then, he remembered Judith. Yeah. You know. But he was having a good moment. And then he was back to himself, <laughs> I think, by the end of the episode. I think so. Yeah. And, and especially when he was questioning her about, hey, tell me, do yeah. you have a child? What was his name? Were you married? You got mm-hmm. any more? Mm-hmm. You know, he was genuinely interested. Um. I'm glad to see that Rick Michonne and Carl are headed to the same place as Tyrese, Carol, and Judith. Yeah. Looking forward to that reunion for many reasons. I just hope that it's not a trap. I know. I know. I really think that fever caused some brain damage to Glenn. What the hell would make <laughs> What the hell would make him attack huge as Abraham? Not really sure what to think about Abraham yet. I kind of like him, but then I kind of liked the governor at first, too, until he showed his freaky side. I fully, <laughs> yeah, mm, see. I think the governor was always freaky. Mm-hmm. I fully expect the grin with Abraham to, the, excuse me, I fully expect the girl with Abraham to get chomped. She's showing way too much skin in the Thank zombie you. apocalypse. Thank you. If her gun jams or it comes to close combat, her ass is grass. <laughs> but they got her, uh, to me, it, it's such a stereotype. Ooh, I hate that. Oh, she's fine, y'all. I hate that. Mm. The only thing she needs is some bug guard, though, because you know there's chiggers and mosquitoes and mm. all kind of shit in the woods, and they mm. be running ticks and shit. They never talked about that on the show. <clears throat> is it just me, or is the doctor strange as hell? 
Yes, Lord. That smile he had on his face when they were following Glenn and Tara was creepy. Yeah. Also, how the hell is Dr. Eugene going to save the world? You can't just say shit like that without elaboration. And he got on like little Bermuda shorts or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even, um, uh, not even sure he's really a doctor. See, that's what I'm that thinking too. That might be shit he told Abraham to get protection because he would be seriously dead without him. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Anyway, looking forward to the next episode. Sorry for the long email, Sister J. No, you Jazzy. <laughs> she, oh, she, she don't have no P.S.? Nope, no P.S. Hey, thank you, Jazzy. Thank you, Jazzy. <laughs> oh, that was That's great. a good point. Mm-hmm. Although, I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could lie about that. But I suppose. Abraham said he's been talking to people in Washington. Yeah. So they were talking to somebody. I'm yeah, but assuming see, he heard but see, him. we done got burned with the governor, though. Yeah, we have. See, he said a bunch of shit, too, that wasn't true. Yep. True, so, you true. know, just because mm-hmm. he said it don't mean it's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, our next email is from Niambi. Hey, Niambi. Hi, sisters. I've been enjoying the podcast. Glad you're back. In this episode, I love that Michonne said she was done essentially taking mental breaks. Yep. It confirms her return to the living, and when she shared the loss of her son to comfort Carl mourning the loss of his sister, that was sweet. Uh, that was. I know. Mm-hmm. That was I'm, sweet. I'm glad Michonne protected Carl from the family scene in the pink room. It was disturbing and definitely hard for her to process. Yeah. So I'm glad she knew Carl had no need to see a sight like that at all. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. See. Rick scenes definitely had me stressed out. <laughs> him stop him stopping that watch ticking just in time. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time he was in that house. I was worried the guy killed in the bedroom was going to turn before Rick got out. <laughs> or was that guy just passed out? He was just passed I think out. He was passed out. Rick killing the guy in the bathroom and then opening the door before he left was genius. Those walkers come in handy in that case. <laughs> came in handy in that case so he could get away while warning Carl and Michonne. Mm-hmm. The end scene warmed my heart to know they were going to Terminus and they will find the baby. Although I'm sure there's going to be some mess on those tracks. And I got a terrible feeling about Terminus not being as advertised. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Okay, and who knew the actor that plays Rick was not American? I didn't, but I just started watching because of you fabulous sisters in season three. His voice is definitely sexy. Um, I think a lot of us knew that. Well, yeah, because... When you listen to interviews, yeah. or if you ever watch um, yeah. interviews with him, he uses mm-hmm. his normal accent. Well, and, like, ever since season one, I mean, he's been on The Talking Dead or different things before. And, yeah, he's got a British accent. So, so does... Uh, uh, yeah. So, you know... Yeah. Unfortunately, I was not interested in the Glenn storyline at all. And, um, Even though we met new characters, I perked up when the random guy claims to know the cause and the answer to the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. The moment he said it's classified, I lost interest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I that's right. Yeah. I would have been like, classified my ass, and I would have knocked him out. <laughs> he's, he's full of it sprinkling pixie dust in their ears mm-hmm. I'm glad sister girl is more wary of people after the governor's mess mm-hmm. is it just me or is the talking dead just nasty yeah. what's the deal with making people eat random food on the show I know it without proper cleanliness the whole spray cheese is just a nasty situation mm. licking it off your hand really and spray cheese is nasty anyway 
Shit. Well, some people She's like She's in that. a can. Oh, Lord, have like mercy. That. What was up it's with... It's chemical. That's all it is. Okay. Mm. Jay. What was up with Mindy? Her body language was very flirty, come-hither looks. That's what I'm saying. Maybe there was a little a little sweet red rue in the mug she was hugging on. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but... I don't know, but Mindy, I love her I don't show, watch her show. And I liked her on... Um, the office but when you see her in interview she's awkward like that i don't know why because she i don't know she's she does that all the time i'm like how thirsty can you be you just started talking mm. she was all up in that cup so maybe you're right maybe there was some sweet red rue in there i don't find her uh uh appealing at all uh, i don't watch her show i i don't care her show's funny, but mm. her in person's just I don't know. It don't look funny to um, me. Either. I hope you both are doing well. Till next time, I'm so ready for Dim Thrones. Dim Thrones. Neombi. Thank you, Neombi. Thank you, Neombi. Yeah, I we can't We ready wait. for Dim Thrones, too. Oh, I can't wait for them. We Ooh, are less so than a, well, we're almost a month, month away. away. About a month and a week. Ooh, 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 mm-hmm. So excited. All righty. Okay, our next email is from Shalita. Hey, Shalita. Hey, sisters. Hope y'all are doing well. Yep. This may actually be short, Sister J. Okay. Maybe, because this episode was only so-so for me. What? First of all, I don't like the new folks. Sergeant Abraham annoyed me. <laughs> that chick's shorts looked uncomfortable. They're so short. Thank you. And, well, not on her. Yeah. And what kind of doctor has a mullet? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. And I don't believe that he really knows the cure. Mm-hmm. I think he knew he wouldn't survive long without help and made that made up that story to get Abraham to protect him. Now, see, she's the second person to say yep. that. Because over a year into the zombie apocalypse and you still don't know how to use an automatic weapon? What mm-hmm. the fuck? Mm-hmm. I don't believe that guy at all. And so far, I don't like them. <laughs> Plus, that... <laughs> Plus, that was a mean thing to say to Glenn. Granted, he doesn't know Maggie is still alive, but geez Louise. I know. There is a thing called tact when someone loses a loved one. Just saying. <laughs> I do love how five minutes into the episode, Michonne is already a better mom to Carl than Lori. I know! Laugh out loud. I now, know. people were saying that all over Twitter. I know! It was so bad. I was like, dang y'all, y'all rough. <laughs> and now we know her adorable baby boy's name, mm-hmm. Andre Anthony. Mm-hmm. Aw, I'm glad she's opening up more, especially to Carl. Yes. This is Jay Stock. <laughs> Andre Anthony. Damn. I loved it. Lord. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she says, oh, I'm glad she's opening up more, especially to Carl. He needs that. Plus, that was a sweet thing he said about Andre and Judith playing together. That was sweet. But that pink room with the bodies is creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. And I got to give Rick credit. He got out of that house pretty good. He did. Clearly, someone who beats up his friend just to sleep in an adult bed is not someone you want to deal with. Mm-mm. Now, do you think any of those guys made it out? Because one of them saw Rick. Hmm. Also, what was with the lip brush on the bathroom counter in that one scene? I was wondering the same thing. A was big he, old lip brush. Was he grooming himself with it? Huh? Mm. Well, y'all, it's a fucking bathroom. So well, yeah, but it looked zombie, like it was fresh. It probably was fresh. Ain't nobody been zombies don't use lint brushes. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fresh for a year or two. Mm. Mm. Anyway, that's really all I have to say. 
The episode, this episode felt more like filler to get Rick and company out of that really comfy house. Looks like they're heading to Terminus, too. Still don't think that's going to be a good place. And next week, we're back to Beth and Daryl. Until next time, Shalita. P.S. I think that was a shorter email, Sister J. At least, <laughs> at least for one of my emails. <laughs> Laugh out loud. P.S.S. Oh, Lord. I missed your live tweeting on Helix, Sister, Sister K. That was a great episode. Can't wait for the next one. And Scandal is back on Thursday. Woohoo! Lord. Did y'all see Carrie Washington at the NAACP Image Awards? No. She's got that pregnancy glow going on and looks gorgeous. Mm. Well, actually, last week, I think I was editing the podcast or something. Oh, yeah, we were finishing recording. And so I couldn't live tweet Helix. I was a little late. But I plan to live tweet it today. I, I don't watch Helix, but I have recorded all the episodes. So I'm going to catch up. You need to catch up. Since yeah. It is I'm going to try to do that this weekend. It is so good. I, yes. it's been but, like- but I don't watch Scandal. Y'all already know why. <laughs> But yeah, we know. I now have a better reason for not watching Scandal because the Vikings on the History Channel started back up. Oh, it's on the same time? Mm-hmm. And I love Vikings. It is awesome. Anyway, so that's what I was tweeting. Thank you, Shalita. Thank you, Shalita. And that was fairly short. Yeah, semi, semi-short. semi semi Hello, sisters. It's Stephen here from Olmskirk, England. And in the words of Abraham Ford, son of a dick, that was a tense episode. Every time Rick almost got caught and then there was a break, we just a big exhale of breath. Uh, We found it really tense. The new characters were good. I enjoyed them. Um, They can obviously handle themselves and they seem to be pretty trustworthy, as I said, off the first viewing. Um, and the, they all seem to be heading to Terminus which obviously cannot be a good place because otherwise if it was a sanctuary well the TV show would be over and that's not going to happen so uh, let's see what happens looking forward to the podcast thanks, bye oh Stephen thank you very much for that voicemail and you know I agree with you I enjoyed the new characters I mean so far you know, hopefully they're not lying about stuff, but uh, I enjoyed them. Except, you know, the the little Espinosa chick. I didn't like the way they they did her, but you know, I and thank you, Stephen, for the uh, audio file. We always like hearing yeah, your accent. Yeah, we your like voice. your voice. Um, but yeah, I liked I liked the new people. I just did not like Tara and the shit she was saying yeah. to Abraham. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it was too familiar for somebody you just met. You just met him. And it kind of ruined the scene to me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But I agree with you, too, about uh, your assessment of Terminus. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be good. I don't either. Yeah. It can't be. I don't think that's going to be good. But It can't be. Yeah. So... <laughs> Sister K, little dog, is... is She's cutting up. Cutting up. Mm. Okay. Thank you, Stephen. (laughs) Thank you, Stephen. Our next email is from Chula and Callie. Hey, Chula. Um, The last podcast, someone suggested the idea 
of a relationship show. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> I love your shows. Your podcasts are like sunshine on a cloudy day. Yay. Best wishes, Chula in Cali. Thank you, Chula, for that temptation. Thank you, reference. Chula. <laughs> See, young folks wouldn't sunshine know that. Sunshine on hey. a cloudy day. I yeah, can. yeah. Anyway, um, we we appreciate you listening to our podcasts and stuff and. Yeah, we're thinking about doing a relationship one. We'll have to, like, you know. We'll have to figure that out. Figure out a format and, you know, questions and, and how we're well, going to do that. We'll but, have to have people send questions well, in but, and stuff. But, yeah. We'll figure that out at at a later date, though. But Yep, and we'll let you know. Yeah, we'll keep you posted. Thank in you. In the meantime, keep listening. Yep. Okay, our next email is from Tim. Hey, Tim. Hello there, the amazing sisters of the K and J variety. <laughs> I hope the two of you are well and enjoying the series. I'm really enjoying this focus on different characters each week. Me too. Although I keep alternating screaming at Rick and Tyrese, who seem to try and outclass each other with worse and worse decisions each week. <laughs> I'm going to begin with a quick shout out to Lucy, who asked last week if there is a term for the male equivalent of digmatized hope. <laughs> well, Lucy, yes, it appears there are two. One of them is Glenn. Oh! Ooh! Oh, Tim! Ooh! Poor Glenn. He does get several loved up points for coming to and immediately asking Tara about where Maggie is at with his poor little puppy dog eyes. Unfortunately, he also gains 15 stupidity points for not asking the obvious question, which is, where the hell, or excuse me, how the hell do we get onto the back of a truck? And if you're here with me, who's driving? Yeah. Well, he knew. I don't get that. He knew. No, he didn't. Because when she was encountering uh, uh, Abraham and them, he was passed out in the road. She had to kill that she, she told him, I had to put, we had to take you because you were passed out in the middle of the road. We didn't have any ammo. Well, no, that's true, too. You know. Yeah, uh, she did say that. Okay, so he when says. When he first woke up. Of course, the other term you could use for a male version of stupid, digmatized hoe is, sim- is just simply a guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I'm glad you said that because if we would have said that, we would have been, been uh, accused of male bashing. See, if I'm perfectly honest, I have to admit uh, that if that Rosita Espinosa said to me, Tim, don't worry about that whole aquarium of zombie heads I have in the spare room right now. Because I'm thinking about having a pillow fight with January Jones. Want to watch? I would probably have forgotten about just about everything I saw at Woodbury, too. Lord have mercy. Oh, now, Tim, see? Who the hell, January Jones? She's in Mad Men. She's oh, an actress okay. on the show, Mad Men. Yeah, I don't watch that either. Is, I don't watch it either, but I know who she is. Okay. Is it just me, or does anyone else get a sense of relief when Rick changes his shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Man, he gets attached to his clothes, doesn't he? Yeah. Thank goodness you can't smell the characters on this show. I know. And did anyone else wonder why Rick felt he needed to crawl out from under the bed on the same side where that man's feet were hanging off? And I did laugh thinking about the sister family when Rick was trying to escape the house by walking backwards into every room. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Because you don't never walk backwards. Before this gets too long, a quick shout out to Brother Ray and his bevy of fans. Oh, Miss Jasmine, you are too much. <laughs> Brother Ray, as soon as I win the lotto, I'll fly you, me, and Robert in Las- to Las Vegas for that boys' night out. <laughs> Although I think it sounds like we'll have to include Steven so he can wow us with his dimple, ma- dimple, ma- 
masticizing skills. That's right. And Christopher, in case we meet some girls who like their dates kinky. Oh! <laughs> Isn't he Canadian or something? <laughs> Speaking of weird, Tim. Tim is laying it out. Oh, Tim! He's playing the dozens today. He sure is. Speaking of weird, why is everyone thinking that heading towards a place called Terminus sounds like a good idea? I know. If I was going on a holiday, I doubt I'd say, oh, hey, let's spend a few days on this island called Scorching Case of Herpes. <laughs> it sounds fantastic. <laughs> Thanks once again, Sister J. Please say once again. <laughs> once again. You haven't done that for ages now. <laughs> so he says thanks once again. <laughs> for some reason, I enjoy it even more than the program itself. All the best, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. And we enjoyed that. Email. email that is so hilarious good eye but yeah if you if it, it, when you went to the lottery and and uh you guys go to vegas for a boys night out yeah you, you gotta include steven yeah because that voice will get you lots of women and then let us and know his dimples so we could all meet up yeah we'll be there too okay mm-hmm. so our next thank you tim thank you tim our next email is from paris hey paris Hello, sisters. Brother Ray's response to Jasmine last podcast had me rolling. I know. The purple wedding, huh? Love it. (laughs) You guys will have the most diverse group of wedding guests. I'll say that much. Yep. Sisters, if you decide to do a relationship podcast, I will be here for every single one of them. (laughs) Laugh out loud. Well, let's get to this episode. All right. Sister Jay, I now feel your pain because I gave not two shits about Glenn's story this episode. Thank you. He irritated me to no end this episode. Damn. (laughs) Not to mention this new Abraham and his idiot sidekicks. (laughs) How the hell do you shoot up your transport? Thank you. They can all get bit. That is all. Mm -hmm. I love the other half of the episode and I think I've discovered the formula. I like Rick, Carl, and Michonne together. Anytime the story focuses on these three, you know it's going to be good. I know. It yes. was very good. I really liked the conversation Rick and Michonne had before she and Carl left. I'm glad he acknowledged he was glad to have her around and that she is great with Carl, too. Yep. Because she, <laughs> she's great with Carl, too, because his ass show ain't. <laughs> I think her presence will be good for both of them amongst all of the raging testosterone. Yeah, I, that's a that's good true. point. I love that Michonne really opened up to Carl about her past and little Andre. She hasn't smiled this much since we've seen her. I know. That's true. That's true. Now, when Rick woke up and we heard those voices, I thought two things. Either we are about to get a flashback or Rick has lost his damn mind again. Oh, I didn't. I know. I felt like it was a dream or something. I didn't, though. I was not expecting intruders at all. This was the first scene in a long while that had me on edge. (laughs) The way it was shot and Andrew Lincoln's acting really sold the fear for the moment hiding under the bed. Oh, he was good. He He was very good. He was very good. He needs an award for that. And the way that they shot it at his view. At his level. It makes it all just like. It was scary and intense. Yeah. I'll admit Rick has pissed me off here lately. But I was actually scared for him during these scenes. Me too. Now the bathroom scene cracked me the hell up. Why? Old dude was trying to take a deuce and he got a broken neck for his trouble. <laughs> yep. Let that 
be a lesson to you. Mm-hmm. When you break into an abandoned house, check the corners and beds. Mm-hmm. Use the guest bathroom and use the damn lock. Yeah. Now, he wasn't doing nothing because he was sitting on top of a closed toilet seat. That's true. It's, Maybe he was getting ready to smoke a joint or something. Something. Yeah. Uh, so, he goes on to say... Um, I was so glad he was able to get out to Michonne and Carl before he got caught. Now they're on the road to Sanctuary, quote unquote, and I do not have a good feeling about this place either. Mm-hmm. Can you say Woodbury 2.0? I know. Can't wait to hear from everyone. P.S. I am hooked on NBC's new Hannibal series. Mm. It is excellently written, beautifully shot, and dark and smart. Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, he's in it. Mm. Hugh Dancy and Mads Mickelson as Lecter are fantastic. If you enjoyed the first few seasons of Dexter before it took a nosedive and went to shit, then give this show a try. Paris. Mm. Hey, Paris. Thank, thank you, you, Paris. Thank you for that email. And you know, I didn't even consider not once watching Hannibal because of, of the subject matter. Because, you know, it was a, it was a prequel if you will, to Silence of the Lambs. But I didn't know Lawrence Fishburne was I in didn't that know he was one. in it. Yeah, they sure don't advertise I don't much. think I've ever even seen that show. Yeah, hmm. I've never watched any of the episodes. But, but And you are certainly correct about Dexter, although I like Dexter up until maybe season five. And then maybe the last three seasons, it was like jumping the shark. But... Those first, uh, the John Lithgow season was excellent. The Trinity Killer. That was excellent. So, and then uh, Jimmy Smith's uh, uh, season was really good, too. So, anyway. Thank you, Paris. Anywho. Thank you, Paris. <laughs> okay, our next email is from Myron. Hey, Myron. Hello, sisters. Sorry I missed commenting on that last episode. I thought you guys would muddle your way through the rest of the season, but I was wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> you caught me off guard. That's right. I am not really used to timely episodes of a Sister Speak podcast. Ooh! Myron, no, you didn't. Myron trying to read us. Didn't mean to read you just then. My apologies. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah right. right. I'm Come a bit, on with it. I'm a bit underwhelmed by this episode, and I will tell you why. Uh-oh. But before we get started, in the traditional Sister Speak format, I need to say... Let's get started. All right. Okay. First of all, did you notice that street sign in the very beginning of the episode? Yep. It was Crook Road. Crook Road. It probably should have been named Intruder Road, but oh well. (laughs) Questions for the sisters. Sister J, did Rick make the guy in the bathroom go nighty-night, or did he kill him? He killed him. Killed him. I think so. I mean, he, he killed him. He strangled him to death. Sister K, is Michonne flirting with Rick? By tying that white shirt up in the back. (laughs) So her... (laughs) So so her ass can be on display for him to appreciate her Nubian ass as she was leaving the kitchen. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I don't know. No, she she tied it up because the shirt was too too big. big. It was a man's shirt. (laughs) That could have been a dual purpose. We'll say that. Yeah, maybe a dual purpose. Sister J. What was the guy in the bathroom doing sitting on the toilet with the lid down and his shoes off? Did he find a pair of Michonne's panties and was in the pre-stages of a masturbatory moment before he was interrupted by Rick? You know what? Your mind is crazy. You know what, though? But he was he the one that said, I found her shirt washed out? Remember the guy who was saying, yeah. maybe he was. Maybe he was the one. Yep. 
You said, maybe, I'll take first dibs. Maybe ever. he was the one talking about, oh, yeah, I found her shirt. Yeah, because they had a bunch oh, of clothes yeah. in there, I think, washed out. That's right. Sister K. That's why the lint brush was in there, too, and them scissors. Well, I don't know about the lint brush, but. Uh, Sister K, did Eugene borrow the phone Rick used last season in the prison to talk to the people in D.C.? <laughs> <laughs> When Eugene said the information was classified, Glenn looked like he wasn't going to make time for Abraham saving the world bullshit. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Abraham gave up on everyone he loved, and Glenn did not, which was the reason Abraham went ham on Glenn after he was punched by him. (laughs) (laughs) Sister J, were you impressed with Rick when he opened the bathroom door after having killed that dude? Oh, yeah. Knowing that he would turn into a walker and present a problem to this crew. Oh, yeah. That was excellent. That was good. That was some smart thinking. Yes, wow. Was. That was excellent. Yeah. Sister K, who is dressed for success in the zombie apocalypse? Rosita in her booty shorts? Rick with that hot-ass jacket he got from the guy he killed? Or Eugene in his apocalyptic shorts? I didn't think that Rosita had booty shorts on. They were they were very short. Um, especially when when she. I did. think Rick is probably the one dressed for success the most because it's probably gonna get cool at night. But I would feel like right now it's hot, so mm-hmm. that jacket is probably gonna be hot. Mm-hmm. I have an unpopular opinion. I am about to share with the sisters. Just so you know, Daryl and Merle are not characters in the comic, so I am not speaking from a place of insider knowledge. Okay. I do know that the writer of the comic, Robert Kirkman, will not be told what he can and cannot do to a character in his story. Fans do not want Daryl to be killed off. Kirkman, I think, will take that as a challenge to up his story <laughs> game to kill him off just so he can keep things real in the show, quote-unquote. For that reason, I believe Daryl will be in jeopardy by the end of the season and will be killed off next season so, just so Kirkman can say that he is in total control of the narrative and will not be heavily influenced by a character that he created for the show. Just saying. Well, I mean, it could be. It could be. It could be, but I hope not. I- just look at the way the writers have turned Daryl into an untouchable superhero. The next few episodes will set the viewers up to explore Daryl's greatness. But in the end, he will be given a valiant death so new characters can get their time to shine. Bye-bye, Mr. Dixon. Mm-hmm. That's probably true. That's probably true. Damn. But Robert Kirkman writes the comics. It doesn't mean they have to follow the comic in yeah. the show. But, you know. He says, I was really looking for the good in this episode, but it was my least favorite one thus far this season. Really? Wow. I don't like the way the new characters were introduced. They seem a bit campy for my taste. Carl is being set up to show a darker side of his character. I think because he is not forthcoming with his feelings. He will mm-hmm. definitely clash with Lizzie, I believe. Hmm. Okay, this email has lasted long enough. Yes, I wanted it, it to be funnier, but oh well. <laughs> I will see you on the other side of the next episode, sisters. The Walking Dead community is having an event in Chicago and France this year. Wow. Will the sisters be in attendance? Nope. Nope. I sure hope so. Take care. Until the next time, Myron. Thank you, Myron, Thank you, for Myron. that email. No, uh, I don't leave Dallas, really. I mean, if I could drive to France, I would go. Because <laughs> I've always wanted to go there, but mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't drive there. So. Well, I'm not going to Chicago. Chicago's fine. I've been there a couple times. It's too damn cold. Back when I used to fly. It's too damn cold. Well, it's not cold in the summer. Mm. 
Thank you, Myron. Thank you, Myron. Okay, our next email is from Cracker Spin. Hey, Cracker Spin. Um, hey, sisters. First of all, there is nothing about Eugene that would make me think he's any kind of scientist. I know. Let alone has national security clearance. Mm-hmm. I think the highest position this dude ever had was cleaning up in aisle five. <laughs> Ain't nothing classified two years after the zombie apocalypse. That's so true. Yeah, that's a good point. The CDC dude was spilling all the secrets. And I wish a dude who shot up my only transportation would let the words, I'm smarter than you, come out of his mouth. And that's what I'm saying. I would classify my foot all up in that ass. (laughs) (laughs) Rosita needs to reconsider her wardrobe. I get that male viewers want eye candy, but coochie cutters and the zombie apocalypse don't go together. That's what I'm saying. They just objectified that woman. Oh, it annoyed me. Mm. Rick's story had me glued to my seat. He handled it like a boss, though. He did. And I liked that when he came running towards Carl and Michonne, they didn't ask any questions. <laughs> he was running until they really? started running. Yeah, they turned right around and That's ran. That's how you do. That's how you do. Ain't nobody uttered a word. They just took out. A lot of... <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people questioned why the fight in the bathroom didn't draw attention or why they didn't respond to the sound of Rick on the roof. I say it's for the same reason that the bedroom fight between the two invaders didn't draw attention. This group of men are used to a constant state of either creating or hearing ruckus. Mm. That's true. Mm. Sister Jay, you ain't even paying attention. Yeah, I am. On On that note, please allow me a short rant. Okay. I give The Walking Dead a lot of passes because the premise of zombies means that as a viewer, I have to suspend my belief to buy into the story. So when people turn into zombies in minutes and others in hours, I I charge it to the game. Hmm. But when Rick Grimes, who started the show by getting shot, was stabbed in the shoulder by Morgan, takes off his shirt and has baby soft, unscarred skin, I need the writers to do better with uh, continuity. That said, I am not outraged by it. It's just something I notice and can move on. That's a good point, because well, he didn't have a bunch of scars. No, he didn't, but... I have conversations with people on and offline who nitpick every nook and cranny about the show, and I'm like, it's about average people and zombies. Yeah. Rick has neither an S on his chest nor a copy of the Zombie Survivor's Handbook to get him through things. And while I'm at it, can folks please leave St. Shane dead and buried? <laughs> if, I hear, <laughs> if I hear one more pe- person say, Shane woulda... Let me tell you what Shane actually did. He died. Mm-hmm. Shane's crazy ass messed with the wrong one and got dealt with. End of story. Yep. Anyway, that's all I got for you this week. Take care, ladies. Crackers fan. Thank you, Crackers. Thank you, for Crackers. That email. And well, I agree as far as um the Shane comments. I mean, I see some people online too, you know, saying, well, Shane would do this and that and the other. And I don't ever respond because, like you said, he's gone. He been gone. I think because people really like Shane's character. They did. I, I and did. Then, and then he turned bad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what do you do? You still like him as yep. a character. So. Yep. But yeah, he gone. It's he been gone. gone. So. Alright. Okay, our next email is from Tara. Hey, Tara. She says, laugh out loud. That last blurb on the podcast was too funny. <laughs> I knew you guys were going to call me out. <laughs> I, mm-hmm, yeah. That 20 minute. Mm-hmm. I ain't scared. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all gonna do? Call the Alamo on me? 
Mm. All jokes aside, I have been listening and have been enjoying the show and the podcast. I have been super busy. I accepted a job promotion and I'm doing my best with responsibility and travel all over. Mm. I'm really, I really like the last episode claimed. The only thing I have to say is it must really be dangerous for women in the post-apocalyptic world. One of the men in the house said that when he found a woman's shirt, obviously Michonne's, I know it's a woman. Her shirt is still wet. I got first. Yeah. So horrifying to think somebody would try to rape Michonne if they found her. Yep. See, I would start those pills to grow a beard and get all the duct tape and tape down my boobs. Oh, Lord. I wish somebody would try something. She said something. Something. <laughs> okay, is that short enough, Sister J? It's only 10 sentences. Yeah, that's I short enough, I love this podcast. Tara from San Francisco. Thank you, Tara, for that short email. Thank you, Tara. That's like it. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I think uh, women. It's very dangerous. Yeah, it'd be very dangerous for women. But, you know, I mean, that's just the way it go. Yeah. Okay, our next email is from Sister Tip Tip. Hey, Sister Tip Tip. Hey, sisters. Hope I'm sending this in time. I forgot what day you said you to have feedback in, mm-hmm. and I was too lazy to go back and listen to the end of last week's podcast. <laughs> Before commenting on the show, I just want to share with the Sister Speak family that I'll be going to Walker Stalker Con in Atlanta in October and would love the opportunity to meet up with you ladies if you decide to go and any other listeners who will be there. Ooh. It would be a lot of fun to play some faces with names and possibly get some networking in. Mm. All that aside, let's get started. All right. My drink of choice for Sunday's episode was soda from my brand new soda stream. Oh, she got one of those. Hey, does that uh, work? Because I hear it works really well, but I, hmm. I don't. I've never used. I don't have any friends who has one, so hmm. don't know. Um, no adult, no adult beverage that night. This episode proved what I tell all non-watchers of The Walking Dead. Yes, it's about zombie survival. But sometimes it's surviving against other living humans and the environment itself. Yep. That, to me, is the scariest. It was scary, too. It was scary. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time Rick was on screen. Some of it was unrealistic, like the fight in the bathroom that nobody heard. But (laughs) whatever. That's what you said. It was good TV. But I think um, Myron had a good point or crackers. I'm sorry, y'all. I already forgot who said it. Oh, Lord. They that group is used to commotion. So when See, they hear commotion exactly. and people fighting, they probably don't even think about it because they ain't nobody come to that other dude's rescue. No, see, that's yep. a good point. And ain't nobody come running when Rick tore up the other dude. That's right. So they, so I think you're right. They're used to commotion. They're used to commotion, used to fighting each other. And not only that, but but they were still looking looking for stuff in the house. So they was you know tossing stuff here and looking here and yeah. stuff. So that's the way I took it anyway. I know they say love all, love will make you do some strange things. I'm sorry, but I just can't see Glenn physically overpowering a dude like Abraham. No, Abraham comes off as this guy, as this gung ho military trained product of Uncle Sam. Even if Glenn caught him off guard with a sucker punch, shouldn't he have been able to at least put him in some sort of submission? A childhood friend of mine who joined the army was trained in hand to hand combat. And mentioned he could face some serious consequences if he were to punch someone because his hands were registered as lethal weapons. Hmm. Looking at Abraham, you would think the same would be said of him. Unless he isn't really who he he makes himself out to be. Hmm. That's a possibility. Yeah. But, but, I 
don't see why you're complaining because he beat Glenn down. He didn't break. I mean, Glenn got. He got surprised by Glenn's punch. Exactly, but he and beat he, Glenn down. Yeah, he, then he was whooped. He was, and, and if it wasn't for Tara <clears throat> trying to pull him off, he would have got even more beat. And uh, Rosita. Yeah, because they was trying to pull him off. But Glenn didn't get no more licks after that first one. But he, Glenn is scrappy, so he was still rolling around with Glenn on the floor. <laughs> the pink room, OMG. I swear I thought I was going to see a Walker baby. I know. That scene was so disturbing. Mm-hmm. I love it when the writers make you fill in the blanks. We can only guess what happened to the family in those beds, but it seemed pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Some decided to bravely move forward through the zombie apocalypse, and some decided to bravely author the end of their stories themselves. Reminded me of the couple Rick saw through the window in season one, episode one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's good to know Michonne is no longer running from relationships with other humans, but it kind of scares me. You know how it goes. Once character, once someone's character starts to change for the better, like T-Dog or Merle, yep. their character usually bites it soon after. Yeah. Lastly, Rosita. I can't remember who said it, but I once heard it said that you should never trust a woman whose thighs don't touch. <laughs> I never heard that but, but hers didn't though homegirl looked like she was walking on an 11 mm-hmm. just saying on a serious note though i don't think i trust any of the new people how one guy has the answer to the problem when entire nations have fallen to whatever happened something doesn't add up yeah anyway ladies hope you have a good rest of the week and i can't wait to hear what the rest of the fam has to say until next time sister tip tip thank you sister tip thank tip you, sister for tip that tip. email yeah, that's a good point that, uh, about the um, the new people. The new people. Uh, you know, knowing the, the Walking Dead and how we were so uh, uh, surprised by the stuff that the governor ended or, up doing. Or the truth really behind the governor. Yeah, you can't tell if these people are going to be good or not. Nope. Don't know. But I agree with your uh, 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 point, too, that, you know, what kind of doctor... That 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 Eugene Porter guy, he just don't seem he's, like no scientist. He's weird. Yeah, he's weird. Although thank many scientists are eccentric like that, though. But Thank you, Sister Tip Tip. Thank you. Okay, our next email is from Liz. Hey, Liz. Hi, sisters. I can't wait to hear your reaction to this week's episode. I loved it. Rick stuck under the bed. The new characters, Abraham and his gang... Michonne opening up to help Carl deal with his grief. Mm-hmm. I'm another huge fan of Denai Guerrera. Yep. I saw her on The Talking Dead and also on Conan with the rest of the cast. She is stunning and has such a beautiful smile. It is incredible how she can transform into the silent, emotionally wounded, post-apocalypse Michonne. Yep. Now Michonne is starting to let Carl see that she is not just a warrior. She has a vulnerable side and a history and even a sense of humor. Yeah. <clears throat> also, Rick. So happy that the old commando Rick is back. I have a feeling this will not be the last Reaver, quote unquote, type band of people they encounter. Reaver. That's a throwback. That uh, that is a uh, Trinity, uh, uh, I mean, Serenity reference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Firefly reference. Firefly, yeah. I was trying Mm -hmm. to think of the name and I totally lost it. Firefly. Um, I like the new schedule, but I hope this is. This I get this in on time. Catch you later, Liz from Seattle. 
Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Liz. For that yes, email. you were perfectly yes. on time. We'll probably be changing our date to Fridays anyway. No, why? Oh, you got the nerve to ask me why? Hey, I think Thursday is fine. Mm-hmm. I like actually doing it early mm-hmm. so that the weekend is clear for mm-hmm. other things and we don't get behind. Because what happens is we get behind. And, and, and why are we uh, a day later to, uh, this week? Honey, scandal was loud. See, yo, but had, but scandal gonna be every week. No, but I had a scandal watch party. I, I don't have a watch party every week. <laughs> it's a day. So I couldn't podcast mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Y'all scandalites know mm-hmm. serious business. Scandalites. I regret it. Have mercy. I regret it because I got home way too late. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Okay. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Liz. Okay, our next email is from Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, sisters. I don't know what's going on with this anymore because they have swerved in a whole new direction for the rest of this season. You, Mm. me, Rick, and Herschel are the only people that know that Eugene is full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Because the guy from the CDC already said that everybody is infected Mm -hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it. Remember that guy? Yep. Remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Rick didn't tell anybody because he didn't want to cause a panic. Yeah. But I think someone like Glenn should be able to figure out that out by now if since you've seen people die of natural causes and then turn. But if they all meet up together, though? Well, but I don't think that means that the guy is full of shit. He didn't say he knew how to fix it. He said he knows why it happened. That's what Abraham well, said. Well, now, that is what Abraham said. He yeah. didn't say he's got a cure. Yeah, he said or nothing. he knows how, what happened yeah. that caused all this. He says, I don't think Eugene is going to last that long. I don't either, though. I know. I don't think so I don't either. think so. Everybody else. And especially after that, I'm smarter than you comment. Uh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Everybody else is heading to the sanctuary, but I am so skeptical of that because it straight up sounds like another Woodbury. Yep. But do they really have a choice at this point? Even though mm-hmm. it seems like everyone will be reunited when they get to that place. But I don't trust the sanctuary place at all. Nope. Matt. Yeah. Uh, Matt. Thank you, Matt, for that thank email. Thank you, Matt. I agree with you because, see, I think our clue is the name of the place. Yeah. That's our clue. Yep. Terminus. Terminus. That means the end. Well, there's nothing that's going to be that rosy. Ain't nothing going to be... And let's hope they introducing no cannibalism and shit. Well, that's what somebody said last week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Lord have mercy. That'd be nasty. Ooh, that'd be awful. Nasty. They're going to have to kill out some people then. Okay, our next email is from Christine. Hey, Christine. And um, she actually sent us a voicemail. Okay. And then she sent us an email. So apparently she said... Um, she called Abraham another name. Oh, so yeah. just disregard that. But okay. let me play that now. Okay, cool. Hi, Sister J. Hi, Sister K. This is Christine from the UK. How are you both? I hope you are well. Okay, claimed. It was awesome. I absolutely loved it. The bed was claimed by those rednecks. I don't know if that's offensive, but hey, that's what I called them. I loved Carl and Michonne, their interaction together, her story, and him grieving for Judith. Oh, they are just awesome together. Rick and Michonne in the kitchen, I could feel a little bit of chemistry there. You never know, listen to my words, I said before, something might happen. So watch this space. 
Okay, I didn't really like Mullet Man, the scientist. He was a dickhead. He just got on my nerves knowing the, the cure. Yeah, whatever, just tell us. Don't say it's classified. How can it be classified in a zombie apocalypse? Eugene, eh, again, not too fast. I don't know. Maybe he'll grow on me. Hope so. Glenn was a bit badass, but a little bit far-fetched as well. But I do get that he wants to see Maggie. That's about it, really, sisters. Um, this is my normal voice, by the way. I do have a lower voice. I'm not all, uh, you know, tweeting and trilling. Oh, and I didn't like the girl. The girl who thought she was Laura Croft, a.k.a. Rosita. Sh showing her boobs, bending down, showing her ass. Oh, come on. Who's going to dress up sexy in a zombie apocalypse? No, I call her the next trick ho. Later, sisters. See ya. Oh, Christine, say you cracking me up, girl. She the next trick ho. I am so thank you, Christine. Thank you, Christine, for that voicemail. I am so glad somebody else feels like I did. That child got on my nerves, and I was real disappointed and annoyed that they had her dressed like a hooker. Oh, you guys. Oh, no. She dressed like a hooker, you know? And, yeah, she probably is going to be the next trick hoe. Trick hoe number three. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to call it in. No, I'm going to call her Rosita until mm -hmm. she does something trick hoeish. <laughs> she didn't do nothing she trick dressed, She dressed trick hoeish. Okay, so she dressed sexy. Who cares? That ain't sexy. It's trick hoe. No, it's not. Mm. Dang y'all some fuddy duddy. <laughs> but thank Look, maybe she wants to be sexy in the zombie apocalypse. But she's got the choice of men around there. But thank you, Christine. And I like your, your lower volume voice I like or, it. or deeper voice. Yeah, I like it. I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, thank goodness you are feeling you're better. Sounding rusty. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with you. Uh, yeah, I don't trust the mullet doctor. No. Yeah, no, I don't. Something's either. up with him. It don't. It just yeah. ain't that coach. Yeah, something's mm. up. But thank you, Christine. Thank you, Christine. Love the voicemail from the UK. Okay, All and right. our next email is from Tia Maria. Hey, Tia Maria. Hi, sisters. I thought I'd give audio feedback a try. Let me apologize in advance for all the ums and you knows. That's okay. I truly didn't realize I was saying them so often until I listened to the playback. I'll do better next time. Cheers, Tia Maria. P.S. Sister J, I don't think this audio review is too long. I know for sure it's way shorter than Joseph's. Okay, now. <laughs> it might not be no 10 minutes. Okay, okay let come me on play with that it. now. All right. Hey, Sister J and Sister K, my favorite two podcasters. It's Tia Maria from Harrisburg. So I just wanted to share my thoughts on uh, this week's episode of Walking Dead Claimed. Overall, I really liked it. I think it's consistent with the episodes of the second half of the season in doing a lot of character development that I love. So I love seeing Michonne interact with Carl and Rick. Um, I think they're really becoming, you know, a cute little family with... Michonne teasing Carl and just really getting a good response from him. And I love how she was sharing more about her son with um, Carl. And he was, you know, really interested and I thought it was so funny. He was like, are you married? And I'm like, uh, is he asking because he's thinking she could be his new mama? Um, so anyway, that would be kind of fun if, you know, Rick and Michonne got together, which I think I, I really am 
kind of looking forward to that. I hope that happens. Um, but what I loved most about the episode, obviously, was, oh, my God, the tension with Rick and those crazy guys coming in. And he was under the – like, at first, I, I thought that he was dreaming. Um, and then I realized, oh, my God, they're downstairs. And you could tell that they were just bad guys. I even thought they might have been connected with those guys from season two um, with Randall and, you know, how they were pretty evil and, you know, even how they mentioned that they found Michonne's shirt and they were saying, you know, is she hot? Oh, you know, I want her first. So, you know, right away they were ready to do harm because they were going to um, rape her. And I, I loved how, you know, Rick was really quick on his feet in terms of thinking and, you know, getting the water bottle, getting under the bed and then, killing the guy, leaving the door open. Um, so it was just, you know, so much suspense and tension. So I, I definitely love that. And then with Glenn and the other crews, I really liked that as well. Um, I like the new guy, Abraham. He, he seems like he's going to be a handful in Eugene. I'm kind of suspicious of Eugene because I don't know. He doesn't really seem like he's all that smart to me. He seems kind of useless in a way, but we'll have to see what happens with them. Um, but, you know, once again, I think that the, the biggest theme is that, you know, people are going to be motivated and they're going to do things because of the people that they love and are connected with. So I think, you know, what really helped Rick to 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 overcome those obstacles with those crazy guys was he knew he had to save Michonne and Carl. He just didn't want them to walk in um, on those crazy men who really would have hurt them. So um, I thought it was just another great episode that I really enjoyed. Um, so that's it for my review. It was short and sweet, um, but I am going to take you up on your offer of providing relationship advice. So my first question is, if you're dating, how soon can you have sex with someone before you're considered too slutty or too much of a prude? Like you don't really want to be either. Okay, thanks. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Oh, thank you, Terry, for that uh, wonderful voicemail. You sound so cute. I know. I like you, your voice, Tia Maria. You sound so girly and wonderful. You just sound She's so She's a girl. Cute. Well, no, no. But what I'm saying is, you know, some women have really girly sounding voices and some of us don't. I don't. But, you know. Anyway. Okay. Let's talk about The Walking Dead first and then I'll give you my relationship advice. Anyway. Disagree with you wanting to or wanting a Michonne and Rick to get together. I don't want to see that. I I, now I don't mind her getting together with Daryl, but I don't want to see her with Rick. I don't think she meant for them to get together. That's what she's she, saying. I think she's a saying holding she's like, family. Well, yes, they're like a little family, but she doesn't mean like. I don't think she, I didn't take it that she yeah, meant. Yeah, I took it that she meant for to them get to get together, together. like well, like husband and wife are, and a family. They are like a family right now. Mm-hmm. They are like a family. I don't want to see them get together. They're all each other has. That's true. Point. But I'm telling you what I interpreted her to say. Oh, okay, so Jay. you got your opinion. I got mine. Well, but anyway, but yeah, this was an excellent episode, yes. Rick. Rick, 
I mean, he had to step up to the plate and just be hardcore like a sheriff. Yeah. Like when he was a sheriff, because these these men were going to harm Carl and Michelle. Yes. And just like uh, uh, one of our other listeners said, you know, they would have shot Carl, shot him and raped Michelle and then shot her. They probably would have shot Rick. I don't know if they would have shot Carl. Oh, I think they would have because Carl would have shot them. Well, yeah. He would have pulled out his little gun. That's true. I mean, Carl would shoot. And Carl probably would have got a couple of them first. first these people are just crazy. They, well, yeah. So you just have to steer clear. But like somebody schools. pointed out on, uh, uh, some listener or somebody pointed out on The Talking Dead, people who have survived, this is a whole year and a half to two years later. Yep. People that have survived are a little hardcore. You're going to have these pockets of people like that. Oh, yes. Because they're the only ones that can survive. They can scrap. Yeah, they can, they can scrap. Throw people under the bus if they need to. And throw them in the line of the walker. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. See, yes. so, you know, that's, hey, that's the way it is. Okay. Now, on to her relationship question. Oh, okay. How soon is too soon well, first to have of all, sex with If you're the- dating a man... And you have sex with that man, like on your first or second date, you a hoe. Sister Jay. No, you a stone. <laughs> okay, no, wait. No, wait. You went to the. Hey, <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> you a stone hoe <sighs> if that is what you do. Okay, that's my opinion. Now, I don't believe, like Steve Harvey says, the 90 day rule, you know, that think like a man shit. No, I don't believe that either. But I think I think when you're dating a person, and, and and by dating a person, I take it like you mean at least you go out once a week. You know. Yeah, I guess. You're consistently seeing this person. I think after the, you know, maybe third or fourth or fifth date, you should know if this is a person that you can trust to have sex with. And by trust, I mean, let's face it. Men and women will lie, mm-hmm. you know, and there are worse things out there that you can get other than for women that other than get pregnant, you know. So, uh, yeah, you have to protect yourself. But by the third or She's fourth day, without looking like a prude or a if hoe you go too long or a hoe, if you go. Well, too you know early. what? Let me tell you something, Tia Maria. Always opt, always opt to look like a prude than a hoe. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if it take you six months that you're dating a guy before you have sex with six him. Six months? Hey, if that's what it takes. Because okay. this is what I'm trying to tell you. Hush up a minute. This is what I'm trying to oh tell you. Gosh. Seriously, though. You should date a man however long it takes for you. To feel comfortable. To know. You do a fucking background check. You check his bank account. You. you she's you, not marrying the motherfucker. Hey, she's yeah. having sex with the motherfucker. Yeah, but wait a minute. There are stock of effing people out there. Well, yes, that's true. Hell, and you have sex with some dude, and then all of a sudden he want to own you and get that jealousy. Oh, no, no. You need to know who you're dealing oh, with first. Sister J, you just took it to a whole nother level. Hey, she asked me. That's what I'm telling okay, you. Okay, Tia Maria, look. Now, Sister J's from the O. I'm old school. I think there's somewhere in the middle of that. Because I... I don't think you should sleep with them on the first date because you need to get to know the person a little bit more. 
You gotta make sure, I'm sure you can find out if you have chemistry, but I don't think you should be waiting no damn six months. Hey, especially you know if that's what you wanna do. It all depends on what you wanna do. Ain't no way you can know a person in two, three dates. Ain't no way. And the comfort level that you have and whether maybe all she want to do is have a booty call. Well, but that's not what she asked. That that wasn't her question. That's true. She said date. That was not her question. That's true. So don't, don't you get it twisted. I ain't got because, shit twisted. Okay. Because the point is, she said, without, without looking, looking like a hoe or approved. Yep. And what my advice is, always opt for the approved end of the spectrum than the hoe. Look. And there's no way you can date a man... And I'm here to tell all you people, men and women, you don't never know a person until you live with them. True. And you can't live with them because you're just dating. So you have to give it enough time that you feel like you know that person. And if that's the person that you want to have sex with, then fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it at all. But not after no one or two dates. Hell effing no. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> tell that man, hey, you better go. Masturbate or do something else. Oh, Lord. Okay, Sister J, you just went left. I'm telling you, see. Well, Tia Maria. You young folks got it all wrong. You take whatever you want from that. (laughs) I I agree. I don't think it would be the first date, but I don't think it would be 20 dates later either. If that's something that you want to do. You shouldn't have to feel like a hoe because you want to have sex. It's like a man would want to have sex. Why would it make the woman well, the hoe? You well, know? Hey, but I don't go out with no whole man either. I mean, well, there are men who are, oh, they hoes. Right. And, and real women, I mean, a real mature woman, and I don't mean mature in age, I mean emotionally mature, they do not want a whole man either. No, nobody wants a hoe. Nobody wants a hoe. Yeah. And there are lots of men out there, I don't care what these people are talking about and this and the other, there are lots of men out there that they don't just have sex with with serially no. a woman over and over and over. There are there are lots of men who are celibate for, but again, for I do in between agree. and stuff too. I do agree. You need to get to know the person. Know the person. Get to feeling comfortable with that person and that's when you do it. And the way you, the best way you feel comfortable about that person, you do a background check, baby. Oh my goodness. Especially wait a minute. Especially check that, check that sex offender registry. Oh, true. Yeah. True that. Anyway. Okay. Well, All thank right. You, thank Maria. you, Tia Maria. <laughs> that was probably way more information than you wanted. Yeah, I was TMI, but hey. Oh, <sighs> I can tell you a whole lot of stuff, but I'll have to save it for, for we're going to have to do a relationship Yeah, we're going to have to do it. Because I got some knowledge to drop on you that, mm, yeah, okay. All right. Well, thank anyway. you, Tia Maria. And thank you for sending a voicemail. Yeah, we thank you. And it came out perfect. Your voice. And your voice is so well, cute. I didn't hear a lot of ums and No. You, know, you did fine, girl. Yeah, you did fine. Really okay. And our last email of the podcast is from Liz. Hey, Liz. Again. Hello again. Just one more thing about this episode. She, okay. She emailed earlier. I got the strong impression that this so-called government scientist traveling with Abraham is full of shit. Mm-hmm. It is all just too convenient, like the plot of World War Z or something. Yeah. I think when he tells Abraham at the end, remember I'm smarter than you, what he didn't say was, because you actually believe some random dude is the exactly. one person who has the cure, and all you have to do is get him to Washington, D.C. to save the world. Mm-hmm. Dr. Mullet, I mean Porter, 
found a simple man who wants a clear purpose mm-hmm. and also happens to be dead eye with a pistol and a natural zombie killer. Exactly. He told him a simple story and now he has a personal bodyguard and escort to where he wants exactly. to go. What do you think, sisters? I Liz think you, from Seattle. Thank you, Liz. I think, Liz, you hit it right on the head. I think you, you explained that perfectly because... Abraham comes across, or they're portraying him anyway, as one of those military types that's all brawn and no brain. That's what that comment was from from the doctor. I'm smarter than you. You know? Because he views Abraham as you're all brawn and no brain. Well, I mean, I see that now that someone's mentioned it. I didn't think about that when I was watching the show. But... I will say this clarifying point. He didn't say he's got a cure. He says I'm, he knew it happened. He knew. He knew what exactly. caused He it. didn't say he, 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 he could cure it. Cure. So that's he one knows thing. what He said he knows what happened. Now I, now that everybody's saying it, I, do, I am starting to get skeptical about him being <laughs> yeah. a scientist in the yeah. first damn yeah. place. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to get skeptical yeah. too. You guys but he are, didn't say are he making me going to really scrutinize him I know. now. I'm see, be really mm-hmm. watching his ass, hawking him. Yeah. Well, thank you, Liz. Thank you, Liz. And thank you, everybody, for the feedback. It was great. Oh, we had good feedback great this feedback week. Every yeah. week. Every week has been. I know you guys lot, are awesome. Yes, a lot of feedback. So send in them voicemails, y'all, because we love hearing your voices. Love it and taglines. We can put you in the tagline. Yeah, send the taglines. Podcast. Okay, well, you can do that by sending us an audio file. Or and tell them what our tagline is again. Oh, they can make up their own. No, I thought we was doing Don't Get Bit. Yeah, you can do Don't Get Bit or okay. Just Get Bit. or okay. You can make up your own. Okay, cool. So anyway, you can send an audio file or an email to sissespeak at gmail.com. Our website is sissespeakpodcast.com, and you can leave a comment there. <laughs> our phone number for voicemail is 972-755-1215. We are both on Twitter at underscore Sister J and underscore Sister K. And, of course, you all know our Facebook page is Facebook.com slash Podcast. Yeah. We would love to hear from you. And, yes, just to reiterate, we are starting to record on either Thursday and if we don't make Thursday, Friday, Friday. as our overlap day. Yeah. And hopefully get the podcast out Saturday at the latest, depending on when we get done and I can edit everything. Mm-hmm. All right. Because y'all already know that I don't do none of the technical stuff. She showed down. So, hey. She showed down. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> hey, I freely admit it. Anyway. Or posting. Yeah, well, you or know what? Or announcing. Like I said. Or that, anything. Like I said, I know they real glad that I don't because there'd be a whole lot of cutting off people. Anyway. It's not just that, Sister Jane. Anyway. So, that's going to be our schedule. So, make sure y'all get your feedback in by that time. Also, just a reminder, we do have Sister Speak Apparel available on our website. And they're real nice. SisterSpeakPodcast.com slash shop. Yep. All right. Well, that's it for now. I'm Sister K. And I'm Sister J. See you next time. 